Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone, to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Halberton, and who's vengeance with me tonight? I am Kenneth Sanity. Of course, I'm Kenneth Sanity here. Talk <laughs> about vengeance. And I am Joe Butler, and I know my partner calls me vengeance in bed. <laughs> that was funny. And what are we here to talk about tonight? Tonight we're doing something a little bit different. We're talking about a new movie. Uh, today on the docket, we are talking about 2022's The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves and starring Robert Pattinson as everybody's favorite trauma magnet, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and this movie is only on this podcast because you two picked it. <laughs> Essentially so. Well, Picked I mean, it is too light of a word. We demanded it. Yeah. And you can't you can't tell us we've been watching all these Batman movies, Mike. And you go, I still haven't seen the Batman yet. Yeah, I I, I was partly waiting. Partly I just didn't care. I do regret that I didn't see this in theaters. I do want to say I do want to point that out before this conversation goes other places. I regret watching this on HBO Max in a lit room. With the sun shining on, I couldn't see very well at times, and no subtitles because the Roku TV wouldn't have subtitles in HBO Max. I regret parts of the way I watched this movie. I would have much rather sat in the theater with a nice, you know, three hours popcorn and just been nothing but absorbed into the movie. I wish I would have seen it that way. All right. Well, you watched on HBO Max. Joe, how'd you watch this? <laughs> I also watched this on HBO Max. Ah. I also watched Did you it on see it in the theater, though? Yes. I saw it in theater. Uh, I went. Uh, for the first time in my life because I was a child at first, but now I'm a grown adult. So I went wearing my Batman shirt and my Batman mask. Uh, Marvelous. I don't wear a, don't wear a gas mask and don't say you're the Joker Ooh. and you'll be okay. Oh, didn't that happen with one yes, of the Batman movies? Yeah. Uh, Batman Dark, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. 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 That murderer guy who will never see the light of day ever again. Until they let him out 10 years from now. I mean, fuck. Had freaking like bombed his apartment and like killed like didn't he kill like over 10 people like hey you don't need to see the light of day yeah <laughs> but that's what you made me think of just now Kenny, how'd you watch this i saw this movie in the theater first night it was out i got my special batman cup and my patented batman popcorn vessel which that that's what they called it <laughs> basically like a nice hard plastic collectible cup and a metal popcorn bucket uh, cost me about $30 for both of those, and I didn't care. It was part <laughs> of the experience. I sat fairly close to the screen and just let myself be enveloped by the you experience. You did it right. I recommend, yes. this is a movie, I didn't realize it till I watched this movie for HBO, but I'm like, I, I really regretted not seeing it in theaters. My wife is not a Batman fan, and when it came out, like, hey, I'm like, let's go see the Batman. She's like, you can go by yourself. And I'm like, oh, I'll stay home. <laughs> So I never did, asked why I never saw it in theaters. Did the sensual enticement of Robert Patterson not want her to go see the movie? She didn't care. Damn. She, just, she I, doesn't like Batman. I tried the same thing. It's okay. I didn't work either. <laughs> She's not a Batman fan, so she doesn't really. I mean, she'll, I mean, she did enjoy Batman Under the Red Hood, though. She thought that was a good movie, So, which is true. Then she great. should watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh. Batman Under the okay. Red Hood. It's a better movie. I. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I I didn't warn you guys coming into this episode, but I was not the biggest fan of this movie. And so 
I'll put it oh, out there. Oh, no. <laughs> I watched it twice because the first time I watched it, I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, I should watch it again in case I missed things or wasn't understanding the movie correctly. And my opinion went up, but it's still not. It's not my favorite for sure. All right, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I almost got in a fight with my best friend's fiance last night because I went uh, back up to Wisconsin to visit and work in my office. And I stayed overnight at their house and we started talking about this movie and I made some statements about this movie, which I will be happy to repeat during the course of this (laughs) podcast. And he was like, you're insane. And we just started yelling back and forth about what this movie was and was not. And it got a little heated. We eventually had a beer and calmed down. (laughs) (laughs) But I cannot respect his opinion ever again. Uh, Now, this is not a bad movie. I want to put it out there. This is, I think, a very well done movie. It's just it's very dark and it's very depressing. Oh, and there will be full spoilers for this movie. I should say that right now. We're going to completely spoil the Batman that came out. A few months ago. So go watch on HBO Max. Come back. Listen to the rest of this conversation. Okay. And we watch it on the biggest screen you can in the darkest room available. Yes, that was. So, I mean, yes, I do have. I won't have the best opinion of this movie, but it's not the movie's fault. It's partly just also this this disclaimer. I got fired this week. So watching a very dark movie is not always the perfect time to watch it when you're already in a really depressed mood. (laughs) So I feel that could have played a part in it, too. Very well. So I need to put Very well could have. that stuff out there because I watched this Thursday night. I got fired Tuesday afternoon. So I was kind of like, eh, I'm just not like I wasn't if this was if this stuff wasn't scheduled, you know, months in advance, I would have been like, eh, or I, mean, I just wanted to. anyway. I'm like, we already had a schedule when you're doing it. But yeah, I was I was in a mood. So <laughs> and it could have been the first games my mom found without Mike, because this was going to happen one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> There, I have never done an episode without me yet. Nope. Almost. I don't, I don't plan to let that happen. <laughs> so. Well, thank you for not letting it happen because it was going to happen <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> so, I mean, I just want to put the little disclaimers out, like why my opinion might have been colored on this movie. But overall, this is like the very basic thing. I do think this is a really good movie. It's not. I just wasn't in the right mood for this movie. And it's what? a long movie, too. That boy. Too. Yeah. I want to say there's. There's two things I don't like about this movie. They're not very big things. One, this movie is fucking long. And two, there's a very general twist that we, we've talked about before that I didn't think was really well, but it's okay for the movie. What twist? What did you like? You know, well, we're, we're jumping all over the place. So I'll just get into that. Yeah. I, I didn't like that Selena Kyle's Carmen Falcone's daughter. It's just a weird twist to put in the movie. That is from the comics. Is it? Yep. Yeah. A particular comic that he will tell you all about in two seconds. <laughs> um, actually, if you go watch the animated Catwoman movie, Catwoman Hunted, which is also now streaming on HBO Max, it adapts that storyline from the comic very well. It actually was one of the uh, kind of right after the uh, long Halloween continuum in the mm-hmm. comic. Oh, Christ. What was that? Was it Dark Victory? It's Dark Victory. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Victory. Also, Jeff Loeb wrote Long Halloween and Dark Victory, and he's the guy who trained Matt Reeves in some class somewhere. He was his teacher. Yeah, he was a cinematography teacher at USC. So that plays a big part in how this movie is very draws a lot of inspiration from Long Halloween. And Batman Ego. Yeah. And Batman Ego, a great story that we have not covered on the podcast. Hint, hint, wink, wink. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, now that I have more free time, I'm definitely up for doing random shit just to keep me busy until I'm back in the back working again. <laughs> so hit me up after this. <laughs> so there will be more stuff coming, of course, more Batman. I also like that this movie is year two of Batman or essentially almost year three. Like we get to skip past. And one of the best things this movie did that I have to give it credit for, we do not see the Waynes die. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yes. He skips it. He completely skips saw... the Wayne dying. Mm. They talk about it, but they never mention Crime Alley. They never mention any of the stupid pearl necklace. They don't mention any of that shit. They just skip it. They go, yep, he ran. He got killed. Move on. I'm like, thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. If I saw one more slow-mo shot of a pearl necklace being destroyed with a gunshot echoing in the background, I was going to flip shit. Swear to God. So when are we watching Batman v Superman next? <laughs> You know what? I want to do that. I'll do that. I watched that movie okay. once and I wanted to tear my eyes out. I have never seen that movie so hard. I'm going to love it. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking do it. So since I did bring that up, this movie is essentially not part of the same. Because originally this movie was supposed to be a prequel to that Batman as Ben Affleck. But then I think they changed it because those movies sucked so much. It, st- well, it still could. What really happened here was Affleck was going to direct the movie. And then he bowed out of the director's spot. Matt Reeves came in. Then Affleck stepped away from the movie entirely. And once that happened, Matt Reeves was able to remove all the DCEU references in the movie, essentially rewriting a large chunk of it and got to make his own standalone story, which I think the movie is better for. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, as DC, I think is starting to learn that the standalone movies do the best for them. You don't like the Joker, unfortunately, for example, like you don't need stuff that's interconnected for them to do well. Standalone does well for DC. And Marvel never started with the idea of, oh, we're going to make everything connected. They made standalone movies people cared about, and it just happened to work out that way. Well, I mean, Iron Man ends with a scene where he goes, I'm starting a team, the Avengers. So, yeah. And nobody expected anything to happen from that. (laughs) No, I agree. But this, I mean, they they did it wrong. Like, Man of Steel is a decent movie. Then they jump right into it and try to make this whole cinematic universe, and it failed terribly. Mm, I detect a false thing that you just said. <laughs> well, okay, Justice League is not a good movie. The, the the theatrical cut and Batman v Superman is a terrible movie. I disagree with that as well. Batman v Superman, not terrible. But okay. anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Batman now. As Mike said, Mike did not terribly enjoy this movie. No, he didn't hate it. <laughs> what about you, Joe? I loved this movie. This is, you know, this, of course, it's this Dark Knight Rises and the, the Adam West Batman movie. Top tier Batman movie of all time. I loved every moment of this movie. I was laughing, crying. There's and it, this movie makes me honestly believe as much as dc has a weird thing we really need to start make a like tv 14 adult swim batman tv show because i need more dark batman in general in my life okay i think you're gonna get your wish yeah because this is definitely getting a sequel this will definitely probably get a this will get a trilogy for sure well it's getting a sequel it's also getting a tv show Two. Is it getting a TV show? It's two TV shows. I think. Yes. Matt Reeves ah. is. Yeah, it's two TV shows. One of them is a penguin centric show focusing on his rise in the crime world, which is going to be awesome. 
then another one is going to be based on Arkham Asylum. Which I'm excited for. I'm I am excited to see where this stuff goes. I'm very as am I. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, isn't let me tell you the world we live in, where a movie that came out in March of the same year is on HBO Max like two months later on a streaming service? Isn't that just amazing? (laughs) Yes. Oh my god, tell me about it. Well, that's the whole reason why we did this movie on the show. Yeah, and I own it. The Blu-ray is literally in my hand at this moment. (laughs) So, like, thank God, technology. I love and, it. Um, and the person that plays Batman, Bruce Wayne, in this movie is Robert Pattinson. Pattinson, which got a lot of hate before because he's known as the sparkly vampire. <laughs> which is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. I agree. Like, Robert Pattinson is an amazing actor. Like, okay, fine. Everybody's like, ooh, Twilight. Yeah. Okay. I, I want oh, you to think about movie. this for a second. It has been 14 it up, huh? years. One four fourteen, and since then he has been in some of the most wonderful movies that nobody talks about because Twilight, like uh, Matt to the Stars, which was directed by David Cronenberg, The oh. Lost City of Z, Good Time, which was directed by the Safdie brothers who did Uncut Gems, High Life, directed by Claire Denis, The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers. Like, he's been in so many good movies, and nobody talks about those. All everybody talks about is Twilight. And I hope, I pray, that this will get people to shut the fuck up about Twilight. Robert Pattinson is a goddamn good actor. Actually, I think three of the five Twilight movies are awesome, so. <laughs> Just put that out there. I um, I, I think it's really funny, too, because when people were talking about I want to say there's at least a decent size of the fan base that also agrees with you, Kenny. Because, like, whenever people were talking about Robert Patterson becoming Batman, people were showing off, like, newspaper articles from the original Batman where people were like, I can't believe Michael Keaton's playing Batman. Yeah. And people said the same thing about Heath Ledger as the Joker. Is anybody going to deny that Heath Ledger essentially is the Joker for the conceivable yes. future and ruin you, you can change that and ruin the Joker for, you know, everyone forever because everyone tries to one up him. <laughs> well, to be fair, the only real Joker we've gotten since then is Jared Leto. Yeah. Which I no. still think could have worked. No, we got Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Was he really the Joker though? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen the movie. Was he? You never have seen the Joker? No, I don't know. We should change don't. that. <laughs> okay challenge hey, I, accepted all right i heard the new one's gonna be a musical the sequel yeah that's what i heard and since i love musicals i'm tempted but at the same time what the fuck <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens i i i'll i'll watch it but i'm excited you know what i didn't care for the joker movie but i got stuff i could say about it so if you want to cover it i'm in i do want to say about this movie is i was really confused in the beginning of this movie when you oh. see you see in a camera and you see a guy dressed like a ninja, I'm like, why is it? Why is the hand in this movie? I'm like, this isn't Marvel. That's what went through my head at first. And <laughs> I was just very confused about like what was it? It, it wasn't until I watched a video that said, yeah, the guy, it's the kid dressed up for the Halloween party because it's Halloween. You go trick or treating. And that's and that's what's happening. I'm like, oh, OK. I was just so confused in the beginning of the movie. So I want to talk about that in the beginning because I had like the weirdest fucking brain fart when I first started watching this movie. 
because I immediately went to, oh my god, are we watching the League of Assassins murder the Wayne family or the Wayne parents? Oh. That's where my mind That would have been cool. Yeah. That's where my mind went to for some fucking reason, but I'm also No, that's not... That's fair. But they wouldn't be a Red Ninja outfit. Be black. But yeah, that's fair. Shit, that would have been cool. (laughs) Oh, well. Whatever. Don't focus on what could have been. Focus on what we got. Which, and you know what? I'm going to say right now. I'm going to say the statement that got a whole thing started. I think this is the best Batman movie since Michael Keaton was Batman. There. No wonder you got into a fight. That's fair. Hey, this movie did take something from that movie in Dark Knight. Is that everybody watches TV in this movie? Just like in Dark Knight. <laughs> and I, I like how they do that. That how how many scenes are drawn together through them watching TV and seeing things on the news, and that then informs the characters and informs you. I I'm I do like that way of you know storytelling. I thought that was very good. I mean, I also want to like the fir- the murders in this, like the the very first murder with the mayor that we were kind of talking about. When you see him get killed and the fact that how brutally he just gets murdered by the Riddler and gets his oh. thumb cut off with a freaking carpet, you know, scraper like fucking so brutal. Good. So good. And I'm going to say it. This is where the franchise benefits from having a horror director working on Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a horror director. Oh, yes. Matt Reeves uh, directed a little movie called Cloverfield mm-hmm. way back when. Good movie. And uh, he also directed the uh, American remake of Let the Right One In called Let Me In, which everybody shits on, but is actually quite good. Okay. And that's I've the, seen Cloverfield, but that's it. That's the one with the, the vampire little girl, right? The kids, I think? Yeah. Okay. Well, he did two of the Planet of the Apes movies, the two I didn't see. Or I saw Dom. Okay. That's cool. Yep. Well, then, yep. The he ones. directed Planet of the Apes, too. Like, and I will say this for every good thing that Christopher Nolan did with his Batman trilogy, it never felt like this. Like it felt more like an action movie. And this feels like a horror movie. The first sequence where Bruce Wayne is doing his monologue and talking about how they're expecting him to be lurking in the shadows, but he is the shadows. You have a montage of criminals committing crimes but they're always looking in the shadows and it slow zooms in on the shadows sometimes like they're waiting. They're in fear. They know that Batman could come out of those shadows at any time and shooting that scene like a horror movie where Batman is the monster is one of the most amazing things this movie did. Okay. That, that's a good, I didn't even think about that, but that is a really good point. I mean, that was a cool scene too. Just seeing the, the, the the thugs not care about, like, oh, they see, okay, a, a, a cop chopper, who the hell cares? And all of a sudden they see the back, they're like, oh, fuck, and then they run. Like, you see a guy drop a spray can and run when he sees a bass signal. I mean, just little shit like that was really cool. And I'm, I gotta say, I'm so happy they did an origin movie that isn't year one, that it is a little bit later in his career. I, I really like that. I really appreciated that. And then when the Batman does finally show up out of the shadows, Jesus Christ. I oh, that gang fight is really <laughs> good. Like just seeing these random thugs all kind of dressed up in in an outfit, you know, in this clown like outfits, and they just start they're about to beat the shit out of some guy, and he just shows up. He's like, "I'm vengeance." Like it's good. Oh, it's God. It, it was a good. It was a dirty fight scene. It was just very visceral and violent. <laughs> and people were coming at him from every direction, and he kept pressing Y to counter. <laughs> That's what it looked like, yes. 
like it looked like an Arkham fight scene shot in live action. <laughs> and he even got shot too, and he didn't die, just like in the Arkham yeah. game. It just hurt his armor. He got shot. He got hit a couple times. Like this is not Batman at his perfection. This is a Batman that's still learning. That's still, you know, becoming who he is. He doesn't even say he's Batman. The criminals don't know he's Batman. He beats the ever-living shit out of somebody and just says, I'm vengeance. So, Because <laughs> at this point in his career, that's all he is. With that, I have a weird question. Does anyone ever call him Batman in this movie? Yes. Who? Yep. The Riddler. Oh, yeah. The Riddler. The Riddler calls him Batman? Mm-hmm. It's okay. way later. Yeah. They, the first time you hear it is when Riddler's in prison near the end of the movie. Or near, sorry, the two-hour mark of the three-hour movie. Okay. And, and the card... It, all the cards are directed to the Batman. Oh, yeah, that's true, too, yeah. So, like, but, this is before the name is caught on. Yeah, but with, with that opening scene, too, I I want to say, I, I, I'll, yeah, I'll go ahead and say, this is my favorite Batman suit. I'm okay. just in love with the high collar. Like, there's a couple of bat suits in the comics that do that, and they look amazing. It's a little patchy. You you know, he's got the weird needles on his arms. I think there's some scenes you can tell his utility belt is just a like a cop utility belt. There's nothing fancy or different about it. You have the the weird theorized but never actually explained single battering in the middle. Because I remember when people first when that movie was first being shown, everything people were theorizing that that was the that was going to be the same thing as the comics, where the battering the the, the bat symbol was going to be made from the gun that killed Bruce Wayne's parents. That's a dumb thing, but yes. It's fine. Um, but the fact that it, it's a knife is pretty handy. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't think it's intentional, but like his, whenever he takes a step, you kind of hear like, was it the, the cowboy spur jingle when he takes a step? So it's just mm. completely beautiful suit. And uh, it is the, uh, the you don't you don't see it till later on either. It's that his cowl is made of some kind of like bullshit bulletproof leather. Because there's one scene later on in this movie where he does get shot in the fucking head and he's fine. They also make a comment when he's in j- when he when the cops have him in that one in the interrogation room thing, and then they like they talk about what what is this even made out of? Because they're trying to take they kind of want to take it off. Mm. So it's mentioned a little bit in there too. I mean, you get a little bit of stuff throughout the movie here and there about it. Like this is the first Batman suit that has legitimately felt like actual armor. Yes. Yeah. And it shows, you know, signs of being damaged and being repaired. Like, this is a Batman suit that's been lived in, that wasn't made for a movie that's all, you know, (laughs) shiny latex over armor plating. This is, you know, a suit that is meant to keep him safe, that has been used many times and repaired. Yeah, I'm a fan of the suit, too. I I like the look of it a lot. I like I like the costumes of everybody in this in this movie. Yep. Just okay. I take that back. I don't like one character, but we'll talk about it later. But I like <laughs> Batman's. I think is very good. I think it's a very good suit of Batman. It make it makes sense. I don't have a problem with the battering and the chest piece. I mean, the way I look at it is is, is an extra weapon that people won't think you have. All of a sudden, guess what? My emblem comes off. Ha <laughs> Fuck you. Like that's how I saw it, and I'm okay with that. So yeah, it worked for me in that in that case. It was pretty cool. And then, and then that crime scene. Oh my god. Oh, the crime scene's so good. The first one? Yeah. The uh, real, real quick, I'm sorry, you guys. The, yeah, you the, 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 yeah the, before we get to the crime scene, there's one, one part that I think is, is good for a teaser fan of the movie is whenever Batman gets done beating up the 
the villains. The one person he's trying to save is also still scared of him, and I think that's a really good touch of what's to come. Yes. It makes sense, though. I mean, you just watch some guy beat the shit out of people. You're not going to be like, oh, he's my friend. Like, you're going to think he's after you, too. Like, makes sense. Right. Like, at this point in his career, he's not, you know, Batman protector of the innocent. He is vengeance. He is the guy that beats the living fuck out of anybody that's breathing. He's a monster mm-hmm. in the minds of the citizens of Gotham. You also saw him take, like, what, like, three three bulls to the chest and, a, like, a pipe to the back and he's still going. So... Yeah, but I mean, the way I don't know, I don't think that would affect me as much if I was the guy being saved because like we have body armor on, like people could take shots. Yeah, but you're in a high, you know, high stress situation. You feel like that these people are going to kill you. Your adrenaline's pumping. And then you see this monster stepping out of the shadows deliberately, his footfalls echoing down a dark hallway. All of a sudden he comes out. The people that are holding you ask who he is. And his first response isn't to say anything. It's to beat the ever-living hell out of him. And then say, I'm vengeance, and go after the rest of them. God, he does such a good job just taking them out, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's ferocious. Like, there's nothing pretty about this fight. No, but I think it was that was so good about it, too, is that you also get to kind of really see that he's still learning, as you said earlier, because he does get his ass beat a little bit in this, too. In this first fight. Like, it isn't perfect. He, uh... This isn't a Batman that wants to stop the fight as quickly as possible. This is a Batman that clearly enjoys dealing out pain. Yeah, the, you get the really interesting, like, you can still also tell he's kind of, he's still kind of new to fighting. Because when he takes that first down, dude, that first guy down, there's at least five extra punches that were not needed. Oh, yeah. He did it <laughs> because he wanted to. Inter Simpsons meme of, stop, he's dead already. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, he is very vicious in this movie. He's a very vicious Batman. He's a very angry Batman. He's not as methodical. Not any word I'm looking for, but he's not as like what we normally think of Batman in most things that we have watched. This is a very different Batman, and he's still so like, different. He's also not. I mean, he's still really learning everything. Like he doesn't. I mean, yeah. even though he's been around for two years. And I like how they make a comment, how they say like you're like crime hasn't has increased in the last two years since I've been Batman, which. I, I like that idea that Batman does bring out the crazies in the world mm-hmm. because because of him existing. You get people like the Joker, Mad Hatter, Riddler. You get these villains that wouldn't have existed otherwise that come out because of him. And it's just mm, so good. Like, mm, <laughs> OK, let's talk about that first crime scene. After the mayor gets murdered by the Riddler, there's a crime scene. It's been all dressed up by the Riddler and the Batman's been called by Lieutenant James Gordon played Honestly, wonderfully by Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, he does it. He is a very, very good Gordon. He doesn't. I still think I'm more passionate, more about God with the hell, Gary Oldman. But he's this is a very good. This is a very, very good Gordon. Gary Oldman is Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. He's great. But I will say that Gary Oldman trusted too blindly. So what I like about this relationship is that Jim Gordon and Batman are still kind of feeling each other out. That's always my problem with every other Jim Gordon and Batman, even if it's, you know, especially in Batman Begins. Jim Gordon is just, okay, yeah, you can solve my problems. In this movie, they're kind of, you know, tentatively feeling each other out. Like, are you good for the city? Are you not good for the city? Am I going to have to take you down? And, like, the interplay between the two of them is just great. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, 
I haven't seen Batman Begins or Dark Knight in a while, so I can't really remember. I just know that movie stuck out with me, but I like their relationship in this movie a lot. I like how he argues with them. He's like, you know, he gets mad at him multiple times in this movie. Trust him, too, and he's working with him. Like, there's even one point where Gordon even says, you're the only person I trust because the whole police force is corrupt, which, again, makes me think of Batman Year One, which really, really reflects on that very well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. Okay, there, there's also, like, a really interesting point, too, where, like, there, there's a weird, like, Commissioner Gordon, not Commissioner Gordon, Gordon General, brings Batman along almost as, like, he, like, he needs him there, and you, you have the cops side-eyeing him, you know, you have people, he's there walking by, and, you know, you, you have the whispers of, what's, you know, what's he doing here, Who, how dare he invite the Batman to, you know, police turf, and we're in the middle of a case and everything, and it, it's not, like, Kind of because I, I think one of the weird other things that I can reference that the, they use the police in year one and uh, Arkham Origins, you know, you don't have these guys that are that kind of know who Batman is, know that he's there. But also he um like it's it's a little bit refreshing not to see where it's like all the cops are like killed Batman on site. Yeah, not really, which is nice. Yeah, like they're yeah, he's still a curiosity at this point. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, these cops are going to go home at the end of their shift and be like. You won't fucking believe what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they didn't hate Batman in this, which was nice. I mean, they didn't like him, but they didn't hate him, which was nice. It was a different yeah, They were a little antagonist. Yeah, but like, not like Arkham Origins, for example. Not like Batman Year One. It wasn't like that. Yeah. Which was nice. Also, right. uh, Jeffrey Wright is a man who knows how to grow a mustache. That's one quality I like in my Commissioner Gordon. You got to have a good mustache. <laughs> and, oh, his facial hair is on point in this movie. <laughs> on. No, he it was good. And just of investigating the the process of investigating this crime in the Batman is just ah, oh, it's so good. Like he's just you know through the puzzle. There's a riddle. Batman's gonna figure it out. It takes him a while. He just get there, and then the actual commissioner comes and was like, "What the hell are you doing? Why is he here? There's media downstairs." That's when Gordon holds up. The and that was good, though, too, like that whole idea where like the commissioner doesn't want him there. I like that. I also like how he's trying to get, you know, involved with the whole, you know, crime scene, trying to figure it out. And like, he's not that great of a detective at first. Like he fucks up in this movie multiple times, which I also liked. I thought oh, that was really interesting. Oh, I have thoughts on that. Like, I don't think he fucks up too much <laughs> in this first case. I think this first case goes pretty well. But like, it's just inter- I mean. This is also like out of all the murders that the Riddler does, this one was the simplest one because he just beat the shit out of the guy, kills him that way, cuts off his thumb while he's alive, and then tapes his tapes his face over, which is not that. I mean, it's brutal, but not as brutal as we're gonna as we get. And I have many questions about the second one. I didn't really understand what happened, so I have questions, but we'll get there. But like just the way that they do it, like the fact that he it takes him a bit before they realize the cipher, and then Batman has to go back to the crime scene to find the car. Because he didn't, they didn't figure it out right away, and he goes to the car, and then they, he's looking for a USB, and he finds a thumb drive with an actual the guy's thumb attached to it, which I, I did laugh at that part. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that is sick, but funny. <laughs> one it one of the, the one of the things that I like about this movie too, uh, all the all the the calling cards to, to Batman are all the uh, old school Valentine's cards. Oh, and we we got to mention the first one was a Halloween card. Yeah, the first one's a Halloween card featuring what's that on the cover, Mike? An owl. (laughs) (laughs) That made me that made me smile 
and be. I really hope they go down that road eventually. I do so. too. I don't. <laughs> <sighs> so, so with that, um, I actually want to talk about what I want for this series. And everyone knows everyone's listened to the show. Everyone knows Mr. Kenneth Sanity is not a fan of the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> I really hope. Because there, there's a cut scene that I sent you, sent you, Mike, and I know, I know, Ken has saw, saw, you know, because it was announced or showed off, like, honestly, maybe a couple weeks after the movie came out. I want the Joker to keep that role in these movies, where he's like a weird Hannibal Lecter behind bars. Like he's gotten out, but every movie we see with the Batman, he's always behind bars, trying to do this weird Hannibal Lecter thing of trying to help him solve the case and taunting him, and it's not helping, but. But uh, Batman kind of has a, well, I know what direction to go to, so I'm going to leave it at that. I would be okay with this. I would even be okay if the third movie is the Joker breaking out finally. And like that's the, the main focus. Yeah, of, that's of the what third I, movie. I don't want him involved in the second movie. And I feel like if they do, that would be a big crime because the fact that, you know, one of the famous Batman movies, Dark Knight, the second movie's Joker, like save that piece, save that puzzle piece. And do not play it until the end. Yes. If you're going to give me another trilogy, have the third movie actually mean something. (laughs) Speaking of, what is it, of The Dark Knight Rises, uh, who the hell made those movies again? Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan wanted to keep the supernatural aspect, which is really weird, but he wanted to keep the supernatural aspects out of the the Dark Knight series. This movie also kind of has the same concept, too, and I'd be fine if they do it again with these movies. I mean, they might. It depends on what characters you play as. I mean, some characters have to have super super natural elements to them. So there's a you know what I want. I want this universe embracing the supernatural qualities. I want the next movie to be Clayface. (laughs) Okay, that would be good because we haven't had a live action Clayface. No. And I feel like a live action Clayface would work really well in this universe. Yeah, I mean, I we'll get there eventually, but I mean, they got plans. <laughs> you can tell the way this movie ended, they got plans. So, oh yeah. The next thing that I, I want to talk about is I want to talk about the Riddler's design. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Riddler. He's not one of my favorite <laughs> villains. This movie, I think, does a good job with him. I think they make him more violent, intimidating more intelligent than you see in most properties. Like in this movie, he's more intelligent than Batman period. He's smart as hell. He knows what he's doing. He has a whole plan. His plan succeeds multiple times over Batman when he's trying to figure out, you know, he's always a step. He's a step behind him at least twice. I can think of like maybe more, but I like that. Like, I like how he doesn't put things together like that. The Riddler is more intelligent than he is. The Riddler is a great job in this. And you also see a very violent Riddler, which reminded me of Batman war jokes and riddles where you have yes. an also very violent Riddler that we covered the episode earlier. So it was, it was cool to see, but my biggest complaint with him, I don't like his costume. The costume bothers me. The, the face, the, the face mask does. All right. I got a couple of real quick things. I got to get off my chest. Sure. Here. You're good. First off, Batman did nothing in this movie. He did not stop the Riddler's plans once. <laughs> Seriously. He did not ever stop the Riddler. Uh, the only reason they caught the Riddler was because the Riddler sat there and waited. Yeah, he caught himself on purpose. Like, he did not stop the Riddler's plans at all in this movie. Yeah, no, I agree with that. 
he just caught late. Well, yeah, yeah. No, he, 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 fu- he's, he fucked up. <laughs> he, he stopped the mass shooting. Did he? A lot of people yeah. got shot. No, only one person got shot and she was fine. Everything else was fine. <laughs> no, there were other people in the audience that got shot. The oh, fact fine. that the electrical my stuff point is, fell down. I don't think that was part of his plan. They're all fucked. I mean, I don't. I don't think the plan was. I mean, even once you flooded the bit, once you flooded, we're getting far ahead. But once you flooded everything, like you, you win. Period. There is no that's checkmate. If you ask me, yeah. Like he didn't stop his plan. Yes, you are right. He does in the end of the movie. He does drop down. He does take out a lot of the guys. But the fact is, the guys still achieved something. They still shot. Some, I mean, you know, some people must have died in that shooting. I guess they didn't shoot very much. But I would still assume people are dying just because of the flooding in general. You just didn't kill the mayor. <laughs> And I also don't think that was actually Riddler's plan. <laughs> I think it was more. Their I think plan. that that was that was Reddit taking it to the next level that they thought was appropriate. Oh, you got that? You got that feeling from this movie, Kenny? <laughs> you read it? No, it was it wasn't Reddit. <laughs> it was 4chan. Yeah. <sighs> no, what's the what's the name of that one? That uh, God, I know there's a social media one that I don't know if it still exists, but I can't remember the name of it. That's the one I'm thinking of political one that was made by a former president <laughs> oh yeah that i'm talking about now yeah <laughs> that's I yeah no that's still around but it's not it's still around well. <laughs> but what i before we get but just like the, my, my issue with the mask is that i think it's a, a bd a bdsm mask and i didn't like that they took that and used it that way to make it fit the criminal that bothered me well it looked more like a, a winter face mask kind of to me the movies says what it is it's in the weird comments yeah. whenever it's it's like a Russian winter soldier mask. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm less yeah. irritated now. Okay, thank you. I'm good now. Yeah. You, <laughs> ironic. I, I don't like when movies or games or anything take BDSM stuff and make it villainous. That just bothers me. So that's <laughs> fair. That is fair. <laughs> okay. That, I'm now. If it's a Russian mask, okay, I'm better now. Yeah. I'm, you 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 can buy those masks. Like it, it says it in the, the whenever like they Batman opens up the computer and you have the Riddlers where like, hi guys, just to let you know. You know, I'm probably going to jail tomorrow, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll see you on the other side or whatever. There, there's comments on the right side, and um, someone back when the, I, which is weird, when the movie came out, you see they're they're talking about where to buy the outfits that to make them look themselves look like the Riddler. Oh, and it's, okay. Yeah, someone says in the comments, uh, they're Russian, uh, winter Russian soldier mask, and you can actually buy those at uh, army surplus stores, and they're probably sold out now because of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. That, okay. Now, 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 I now I don't have any problem with the costume. Okay. Thank you. You fixed something for me. But I I think the costume works for this particular style of Riddler. I just have issues with the fact that it was the Riddler. Mm, and I'll I mean, tell you going... why. Okay. Tell me why. Okay. So yes, there were riddles here, but the sheer ferocity of the killing of this movie—that's not a Riddler move. That is a Victor Zaz move, and I'll be goddamned if this erasure happens again. <laughs> okay, okay, you're you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me a Victor Zaz movie, you fucking cowards. He's been in movies. He's in Birds of Prey. He's in. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> I liked him in Birds of Prey. That was not Victor Zaz. <laughs> I love Birds of Prey. I love Birds of Prey too. When are we covering that? Let's cover that. <laughs> So, so you said Victor Zaz, but I also feel like this Riddler, ironically, which I think is actually a really good twist to put on the Riddler, is very Zodiac Killer. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Right down to the cipher. Mm-hmm. 
And it, it it's a different twist on the Riddler because it, it, you, you can't have a guy walking around in a tight, tight, tight green question mark suit with red hair, <laughs> you know, throwing around riddles and trying to hypnotize people through the TV. But it, it it's it's a very good different move. But I do I, I do agree with you, Kenny. It does honestly feel like Victor's ass. Like they they were trying to pull small things from other uh, villains. Okay, I can see that. I didn't think about that when I was watching this, but that does make sense. What? That what you're saying that they were kind of you know going for a mash of a couple of different villains for Riddler. Yeah, but it, it it's it's also can be used as like poor writing because well, what do we do for the Riddler? I don't know, just make him a weird serial killer. I liked him in this though. Oh, I did too. But <laughs> I don't know. I really appreciated the the veracity of him. The I like all the the riddles. I like the symbol with the question mark and the extra dots. I like that. I like his. He's very. He reminds me a lot of Saw too, which is kind of I think what oh, yeah, they're yeah. going for. Like I want to talk about the second crime, the one with um Pete. What is the guy's name? Pete something. Savage. Okay. This guy, he I didn't understand exactly what he does. He he puts a cage on him with rats, and is the cage only open at his face then? Yeah, but then he also injects him with arsenic. So I don't know if the rats were supposed to eat his head. I'll I get, I exactly get what you mean too because I was like. Oh, so the rats eat his head, but it's like there's a part where, you know, Batman and Gordon are looking at his body and it's like, no, look, it's a needle mark with arsenic. Then what was the fucking point of the rat? Well, unless he let the rats because you never see his body, you never see his face. So my guess was, I mean, if you really want to be a complete, you know, asshole and piece of shit, you let the rats you, you, you let the rats start chewing and you finish the job. Yeah, that's true, too. That's kind of how I took it. Here's my thought. It's a very symbolic murder because, you know. The whole thing, the whole thread throughout this is running an informant like that is the whole side of of the Riddler's murders is that there's an informant that bad things happened. The cops covered it up and Commissioner Pete Savage here played a very large part in that. And yeah, he injected him with rat poison, which would obviously kill him. But that act also kills the rats that eat him. Oh. So I feel like he was trying to be, you know, a little college-level shenanigan. Okay. I'll buy that. I get that, too. So my guess but is yeah, you never is totally see his... straight out of Jigsaw's book. <laughs> you never see his face, because this isn't a horror movie exactly. So I'm wondering if it's supposed to be a hit. They were chewing at his face before he died. With that. Probably. With that, I actually do think this should have been a rated R movie. This this movie, like I feel, does hold back to try to keep a PG thirteen rating. Yep. Yeah, but that's just studios in general. I think you can't yeah. like because a, a a rated R movie won't have as so, sell as many tickets just because it can't. So this felt very much of we need to sell tickets, so we're not going to do that. Yep. Now the HBO shows that are coming, I got my fingers crossed for hard R, baby. <laughs> well you can do that there i mean one you're spending less money it's a different thing mm-hmm. but when it comes to a theater i mean you know you're not going to have kids be able to go in and it's a batman movie so i don't think kids should see this movie anyway i don't care what it's rated i don't kids know will. yeah i don't know i i had yeah. a woman walk out during deadpool one with her kids pissed off so you know who knows <laughs> like i don't think that this is like like any other bad and movie even the nolan ones kind of like all right i could see where kids would get this i don't think kids this movie's for kids a it's almost like three hours long 
B, it is just it's atmospheric. Yes. And that doesn't really do anything for kids. Kids aren't really heavy for subtext, but there's a lot of it here. Okay, I can agree with you. So if if they were going to make this movie and rate a PG-13, I think they should have gone all the way and just made it R. Yeah, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I just think. I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I also one thing that like because when the movie was leading up to the before I watched it last night or two nights ago, I hadn't I had always seen like the trailers and everything. Okay, there's three villains in the movie. Riddler, Penguin and Catwoman. I now that I watched this movie, I disagree. There's only one villain really in this movie. Riddler. The other ones are just like Catwoman to me is not a villain in this movie. I mean, she does do a villainous thing, but she is not a villain. She's an antihero. I I'd say there's two villains because there's also Falcone. A lot of okay. the stuff, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the stuff Falcone like he he's he's trying to keep who he is and who he is a secret, and that's really what throws a lot of the big wrench in the plan. Also, the fact that Batman can't speak Spanish apparently also throws a big wrench <laughs> in the plan. I can't speak Spanish. Either. He's a white rich guy. Of course he can. That's the language of the help. <laughs> Uh, okay, that was funny. And you are highly can, democratic. I you can are not say that because I'm a quarter Mexican. Okay, so. and you're highly democratic and not racist and other stuff. That yes. just put that out there. So you are completely being jokeful, not <laughs> so people that are wondering Hispanic. like, what the fuck? I'm completely Hispanic. I thought that joke was fucking hilarious. It was. <laughs> I don't want people to think that you know anyone who listens to the show enough will know like, yeah, he's the farthest thing from uh, you know, some white supremacist type guy. So yeah. Anyway, don't cancel me, Twitter. <laughs> uh. The the one thing that I do like about this movie, too, uh, I actually love Batman, Batman, not Bruce, because it's Batman, Batman and Selena's relationship in this movie. Sure. Yes. Sure. Bruce is a complete creep at like one point in this movie. And he's being the, the, the recluse weirdo who wears eyeliner on the rooftop watching through binoculars. But um, my favorite thing that they do, which they have yet to not do in a single Batman movie, but they do in this Batman movie is Batman does not reveal he is Bruce Wayne to her at all. Thank God. Which I appreciate. I like the fact that he doesn't show that to her. I mean, I think they just met. <laughs> so they've yes. known each other for a week. This movie takes place during yeah. the whole week. I also like that, too. I like it that it's a small amount of time. This movie feels very confined in a good way. Like it's focused. And that's something I feel like other Batman movies have lacked. There's no sense of time. There's no real sense of geography. But with this movie, you feel like everything's been laid out just so. And you have an idea of what Gotham is, what it looks like, what it feels like with minimal handholding. Yeah, I get that. I also like I have never seen Zoe Kravitz in any movie before or anything. I had no, but she's great in this. I want to say that in one, she is freaking beautiful in this movie. She is freaking oh, sexy. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So I need mm. to put that out there, too. So there, There's a thing about short-haired women, and it's just, mm, Billy Kravitz. <laughs> it, it works well. And I, I, I always, I make this joke in, in real life all the time to people, is that I have complete, I've said this in the Black Widow thing, I think I'll say it again. Women can change their identity and the way they look and completely disappear and look like someone else, and people won't even notice it. And she does that in this movie. She puts on different wigs. She changes her, her look. I mean, she looks like multiple different characters throughout this movie. And that to me is completely realistic. Makes perfect sense. Cause I've seen people do it. <laughs> yeah. 
this is a Selena Kyle who's like the way she moves, the way she like fights, the way she walks. She knows how to use her body, not in like a creepy way, but she knows how to use make full use of her limbs, the way she moves when she puts on hair, she walks differently, like she fully becomes different people. And, and that's something really great, good about it. Great job. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's who Selena Kyle would have to be, in my opinion. She would have to be a character that can vanish, can disappear, can make you think, oh, you're, you know, it's this one woman and then all of a sudden change outfits, change who she is in seconds, commit the crime and then disappear. And you're, and you, you're like, you don't even, you know, you see this random person and nothing, you're not able to have an image that sticks with you. And I think that's what works and makes this so good. She also proves too in like her, the, was it the, the, other scene where she turns to Catwoman, she's a woman who completely knows how to take care of herself because she does go toe to toe with Batman in a very good, well cut fight scene. Oh my God. This fight scene, that fight scene is so good. And uh, oh. I also, I love that moment of that movie, of that scene too, because it gets also suddenly gets very intimate in like a really good way too, where he ends up, you, you know, he cares a little bit about her because he grabs her, pulls her away. And she thinks that he he's choking her, but he's trying to hide her away from the cop walking in. Yes. But I took that as that was also for him, too. Uh, he, oh, yeah. he, could, he can disappear like in a heartbeat. So, yeah, but that would bring more suspicion onto what they were doing. And then once you alert people that you're there, they're, you know, it causes more problems. So Agreed. That's, that's how I looked at it, too. I mean, I I didn't see it as him caring for her. I saw him as caring for himself because he doesn't he doesn't. I mean, he said at one point in this movie, he sends her into the club in Club Zero with the with those contact lenses where he can see everything and it records everything. Can I just say, I want those. I want those for everyday life. <laughs> I have said this before on this, on this show. I'm pretty sure that if I would love to wish I could record everything that I see and then download it so I could look through and go, Oh yeah. So that's what really happened that day. You know, I would love that. I would be that guy. Plus not to mention there are things where I could be like, click with my, you know, my actual eyes blink them and take a picture of something like, boom, I'm, I'm all for it. When they come up with that enhancement, you can shove it in my face. I'm, a, I'm all for it. <laughs> okay. I'll become Cyborg Mike. But, I mean, just those lenses, I'm like, I want that. I really, really want that. <laughs> but that's me. But I, I but he, I mean, he's kind of, he's cold with her. Like, he sends her in there, and she even makes a comment. She's like, I feel like a fish on a hook. And he doesn't say anything. He doesn't correct her. He doesn't go, no, you're not. He just, he just kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> and that's, and then he gets mad at her when she sees Falcone. And the way Falcone talks to her, and he's like, you have a relationship with him. You have a relationship with him. Like, he gets, he's very much an ass with her, even though she's in a very dangerous location. And he's not, like, he doesn't, she, he's just using her. Because he's trying to find the woman, Annika, that was killed, or missing, that was with the mayor in the pictures. And that's what he's all up to. Well, she, uh, she also, he also wants her to also look at people's faces, which she tells him when he, when she's in the club to, like, no. The, these dudes, if if they catch me looking at them for more than a second, they're gonna want to talk, and I don't want to talk to any of these fucking assholes. <sighs> well, not to mention that's gonna also raise suspicion. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it makes sense. And the last thing you want to do is raise suspicion when you're, you know, having remote control devices that are recording people in a in an area that they probably don't want to be recorded in. So, <laughs> so since we're on the, on the subject of Catwoman, Mike, what's the one thing you didn't like about her design? Because you brought this up earlier. Oh, that's a good question. I. I didn't have a problem with her design, I don't think. The mask? The mask was fine. It was a very early Catwoman. I'm fine with it being a ski mask looks, that looks like it was cut out. Or was that you, Kenny? Did you say something about it? I didn't like. Nope. No, uh, there was actually... No. Catwoman, I have 
no issues with, really. I thought this was one of the better portrayals of Catwoman, not just as the, you know, leather-clad burglar, but Selina Kyle, the person. Uh, And one thing I really dug about this is that they seem to make allusions to the uh, Selina Kyle is a sex worker storyline that has come up in the past. Yeah, that's how I took it, too. And I'm fine with it. Yeah, I I am, too. I mean, that's how I took it, because, I mean, she's obviously not a waitress down there. So, (laughs) I mean, in that kind of club, like that kind of scene, that's 100% what I feel like it was supposed to be. Especially like when she gets out after seeing the DA and the DA sees her like, hey, why don't you come with me? My car is right over here. Like, you know, his whole plan to sleep with her, which also makes sense. And he's also kind of baffled when she turns him down and says, I got to go. (laughs) Apparently in that scene or it's it's one scene in this movie, if you go back and watch it, there's a scene where I think either she gets in a taxi or she gets on her motorcycle with a camera pans and you can see the Riddler sitting in the window. Oh, you can see the Riddler a lot in this movie. Really? Yeah. The scene where Bruce walks up to the iceberg lounge when he's going there, it's like starts from high and like kind of pans down the street level. You can see the Riddler in that shot, too. That's probably what I'm thinking of, Ben. That's cool. I didn't realize he's in that many shots. He's in the background of a lot of shots. He's in that window waiting like he said he was. Just put the light out and bring him into the bring the rat into the light. (laughs) <laughs> one one thing that I think is funny about this movie, since we're, we're still I still want to lean on the on the cat uh, woman subject real quick. There's method acting done in this movie because they asked both uh, Zoe Kravitz and Robert Patterson how they got ready for this movie. And it's really funny because her response was, well, you know, I pretend to be a cat sometimes and I drink milk out of a bowl. And they're like, that's weird. What did you do, Robert Patterson? I played a lot of Sonic Adventure 2 as Shadow the Hedgehog. And that's how I got ready for Batman. <laughs> that tracks makes perfect sense (laughs) well i do like that you see her drink milk like at one point when he's in the apartment and you see all the cats and she's just having a glass of milk i thought that was also really funny and fitting i mean simple things and i'm like checks out a lot of cats i like that i understood it because i too drink milk (laughs) i don't that much i'm not a big milk drinker I don't drink milk either because everyone in my house is fucking lactose intolerant except for me. Oh, that's different then. Yeah. And they will drink it if they see it. I use it for cooking. I like milk for cooking. I do Anyone use milk cooking. for cooking. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just thought it was, like, it was a nice little touch to have her drink a glass of milk. <laughs> just really was. Even though my cats don't really like milk that much. I'll put milk all for them once in a great while and they'll look at you like, what are you trying to do, poison me? Because yeah, because it is poison. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They, they can't process dairy. Oh, why do people give milk cats? Another another weird uh, thing. Another weird thing about this movie that I think was funny. Uh, Colin Farrell apparently went to a Starbucks in full penguin costume and no one recognized him. Well, of course, nobody recognized him at all. I mean, you can't tell he's Colin Farrell in this movie. You really can't tell. All right. Guys. Let's talk about the penguin. OK, we've made it there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you. <laughs> you start. I. I have complex feelings about the penguin. We all you know. Do. I I think he's fine. In this particular movie, I really dug him. I really dug this penguin. This is something different that we've not seen before for the penguin, you know, in the live action movies. And I'm here for it. I like it. It uh, really kind of leans into the whole entrepreneur aspect of him. And I'm I'm good with it. I'm pissed that they got Colin Farrell in a fat suit to play him because there are several actors 
of this stature who could have done just as good of a job. Yeah, like the guy who plays the mayor in Gotham, for example, in the first it. season. I don't know have, his name, but have either of y'all played the uh, the Telltale? Well, I'm gonna bring it up again later too, which is funny. The Telltale's Batman game. I played both. Yes, I have okay. not. Okay, well, ironically, that that penguin looks like Colin Farrell in the movie, and I think they probably should start going with stuff like that in the series where he. Uh, you know, he's not just a big fat guy like Dan DeVito. He's just a dude that likes to wear a penguin mask sometimes. I I don't have a problem with the penguin in this movie. I thought he was fine. I mean, I get the issue with Colin Farrell because it looks nothing like Colin Farrell. You can't even tell, like, why why cast him? The only thing I can think of is that they want he's a big name that was going to help draw people to the movie by saying he's in this movie. But, yeah, it could have been anybody else. And it's a little bit too much prosthetics. I don't think he was bad. I think Colin Farrell was very good in this role. I enjoyed him. I look forward to seeing him again. I'm it's excited. Just, it's not. It just says, why him? Why not get somebody? Could have been anybody. Him? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me to get him and then have him, you know, instead of just finding someone else that looks somewhat like what you want, and you find someone that looks nothing like what you want. So You know what? Give me Kevin James in this role. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be funny. No. <laughs> It'd be great. Have you guys ever seen the movie Becky? No. no. Kevin James plays a neo-Nazi cult leader in that movie. Real piece of shit. And he's so fucking good. Okay. Oh, shit. I yeah. wouldn't believe that, but all right. No, Kevin James can do dark and scary. And he needs to have that opportunity more. And I think he could have brought something great to this penguin. I know he can do buff. He, he's buff and here comes the boom. No, I, I don't watch Kevin James movies normally as a rule, but uh, it, don't either. it's a movie where he needs money for something for like his kids or something. So he ends up becoming a UFC fighter and he gets pretty fit for that movie. Oh, I know what you're talking about. All right. But I just I mean, I thought Penguin was fine. I like the idea that Penguin was, you know, kind of like this guy that was just a like the right hand man of Falcone. But at the same time, like, you know, he's going to take over for Falcone as they were showing. Like, I like all that. I thought that was all well done. Yeah. I, I thought he looked like, fine. I enjoyed what they did. I enjoyed the part that he played in the story. And I I can't wait till we get to Crime Lord Penguin, which will hopefully be coming through this HBO series that's coming out. He also and, saved the day. Yeah. He has the purple because suit on. Penguin knows Spanish. Kind of. Near the end, too. Like, so almost has, like, he has, like, a purple, he has, like, purple pants on. The last scene yep. you see him in. Man. That, that last scene, or not the last, it's not the last scene, but the scene before no. that with the Penguin. Man, Mike, you want to talk about not seeing this movie in theaters? That that car chasing is horrible. <sighs> you're in theaters. You're gonna have oh about two seconds. So I did not care for that car. I thought that car chasing was stupid. Yeah, because you didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> no, I know. I also regretted not seeing the theaters around this point. But like on HBO Max, I'm like, this is not that great. This is kind of dumb. Like this ain't that. I was playing on my phone at one point. I'm like, I don't care. It wasn't grabbing me. It wasn't as cool as chase scenes in other movies that I've watched, such as Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't do anything for me. If I may, how fucking dare you compare <laughs> this to Black Widow? <laughs> I like Black Widow a lot. I like, I enjoyed Black Widow a lot, but to compare that car chase and this car chase is absolute insanity in my mind. You see, there's two different there's two differences. One, when I watched the Black Widow car chase, I was sitting in the same room I was sitting in today, but I could see because the movie wasn't so dark. This movie I sat and watching during the day and couldn't see shit. So, <laughs> oh, cause I go to bed early or I did the two days because my wife had to work early, extra early one day. 
So it's like I was going to bed at like eight o'clock or nine o'clock while it's still light out. So when I watched this movie, it was during the day. <laughs> this is not a good time to watch this movie, by the way. No, I think you honestly should go back and watch that car chase again at night. Pitch black. Because you really the way they shot this, the way that they edited it all together, like it is it's a very effective sequence. Like it's visceral, it's high speed, but it's also like you can feel the emotions of the people like you can feel penguin getting frustrated and you're starting to get frustrated because you just want this car chase to go on more and he's getting stopped by traffic. (laughs) Like it's, it involved me in a way the car chases normally don't. I I did find him. No, I was just going to say the way they shot it was what's really did it for me. Like the cinematography on that car chase and the stunt work and the driving it felt it it felt like a violent car chase. Yeah, but as I've said, I mean, you also you and Bill Tucker, for examples, are two guys that are big are more much more movie buff guys than I am. Like also Peter Bingham, who's been on the show many times. You guys are all more like you were more you guys are more into movies and you guys recognize movies for the good things. I just want to see ex- exciting boom boom and for, and I'm happy. Like I have a very different take, unfortunately, and I do mean unfortunately, I can't appreciate sometimes really good filmmaking because i just don't care <laughs> so i mean that's fair i mean i i know it like i love silence of the lambs i think silence of the lambs is filmed just beautifully but like i don't always appreciate it in most movies like it takes me a little bit to really appreciate it sometimes and this movie just i wasn't in the right mood either so i'm gonna rewatch this again when i'm not you know when i have a job lined up again and i'm not depressed so <laughs> and good you know, you know what mike there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of times what can really uh, make or break a movie is if the common man doesn't like you know the movie and you know you could have all these amazing you know set pieces and you know different shots and everything and if you know if if like a like a normal guy just doesn't like the movie that movie could flop yeah i mean a lot of it for me again was just i always put this out there with every with games i play it's always a state of mind of me when I'm doing something. And we are recording this in the middle of June. You're not going to hear this in the middle of June, but that's when we're recording this. Just to put that out there in case you're wondering about the time paradox. If you listen to all the, all the episodes in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so I'm definitely going to rewatch just again, just, but it's so fucking long. <laughs> yeah. It's a long fucking movie. I mean, oh, the thing with Penguin, like after the car chase, when they do arrest him, like that scene where he's flipped upside down and Batman's walking towards him with a fire in the background. Okay. That was cool. The Batmobile is very, very cool in this movie. I do like it. I got to say, I'm still, you're Kenneth's not going to appreciate this. I'm still a better, bigger fan of the Tumblr, but this was a good <laughs> Batmobile. I, I like this one because this one kind of felt like it went back to Batman's original Batmobile in the comics, which was basically just a modified Corvette, essentially. <laughs> no, it's a good and, Batmobile. Yeah. I don't want to oh. act like it's not. Honestly, I think it's a great Batmobile. Yeah. It felt like this no Batman. Tumbler. You're right, uh, it's not. Yeah, the, the Bat Tumbler has a motorcycle hit. has like two motorcycles hidden inside of it. So, you know, you can't beat that. <laughs> Plus, I'm and that great. worked for Bale. Like, that worked for his movies. And I also got to say that, like, Robert Pattinson doesn't play Bruce Wayne very much in this movie just because of the movie. But he's also a very, very depressed Bruce Wayne, which, you know, that's what the script is asked for. He does fine. He doesn't get to play very much Bruce Wayne, but the Bruce Wayne in this movie, this is before you see, you know, billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne when he's putting up the, you know, the illusion. This is a much different Bruce Wayne. Oh, I found my favorite Bruce Wayne that 
hires a random hooker and then has his legs spread open in front of Gordon's wife to, you know, <laughs> to act like, well, I'm not the Cape Crusader. No, I'm just some playboy asshole. <laughs> oh, I like that scene. I, I found my favorite version of Bruce Wayne, finally. Is it this? No. Well, fake Bruce Wayne. It's in the, the DC Girls show, which has, like, the main character's Bat, Batgirl. I've never uh, seen that yet. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is a schmo, very, like, kind of twinky. Celeb- what is it called? The reality show. He has a TV show called Make It Wayne, and he's always <laughs> being followed by cameras. And he has a oh, picture... That's... He has a yeah, but it, it works though. It works. He he has a picture of himself hung up on the on the on the wall of him being saved by Superman, and he's trying to kiss Superman in the face. I love it. It's like the best best fake Bruce Wayne I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but um, what is it? Uh, th- this one is is a lot of times like you you always have it in a lot of uh shows net or reference the comics a lot too, which is also very much true. Bruce Wayne does not pretend to be Batman. Batman pretends to be Bruce Wayne. And this this very much shows in this in this movie. He he you know, he puts on sunglasses. He's never out. You know, the the one time he goes to the police commissioner's uh, funeral, everyone's like surprised he's there. He doesn't like being out in public. He's tired. He likes to wear his eye makeup, you know, while sitting there uh, writing down his dream journal about what happened that day because all of it went down just way too fast. Mhm. And you know, and and, and there, there's a very line of dialogue, which is very true, where I think her name, what is her name? The the new mayor? I don't remember. Bella Real. Be- Bella Real. She makes yep. a very good comment, which is if you, you know, if people saw more of you, maybe the city would, you know, lighten up a little. And he's just like, I don't care. I don't even want to be here. I'm only here to figure out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and and that plays even more into it, which I will give this movie credit for pulling back on than I thought it was going to. I'm going to do a whole loop around this sure yeah he 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 and one thing i i I will complain about this movie who you you ruin your you lose one good point do not have bruce wayne fucking fight with alfred that is his father he raised him since he was eight since his father was murdered you do not talk back to him young fucking man (laughs) okay i i had a problem with that too that bothered me I'm okay when young Bruce Wayne, like in Gotham, does it because he's a kid. Yeah, he's like 16. Adult Bruce Wayne, it bothered me. I didn't like the relationship. I didn't really like Andy Serkis in this. I just. <gasps> My God, Mike. It didn't work for me. I would have. I didn't buy it. I'd rather have Jeremy Irons or the guy from Gotham or any other Alfred I've seen. It just didn't work for me. <laughs> I don't think this is the best Alfred, but I think this is a pretty good Alfred. This is an Alfred I could buy as an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Actually, work for me. Because like he does so much of the work in this movie. He solves the cryptogram, not Bruce. Yeah. There wasn't enough of him either. I felt that they shouldn't have had him get blown up when they do midway through this movie, like less than two hours in this movie, like hour and a half, like halfway he gets blown up. I mean he doesn't die, of course, but he gets blown up. I didn't like that. I have an issue with that, by the way. After okay, what's my, your issue? My, my second watching. Okay, so you have Bruce uh, we're talking about who has not enough Alfred in this. Bruce Wayne and 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 Alfred are basically like co-helping each other. It's it's one of the things of there is no Batman without Alfred because in, in different types of media, you know, Alfred's in his ear. He's, he's, he's the man on the computer sometimes, which is great for an old man knowing how to use a computer. But you're telling me... <laughs> Unbelievable. Can't buy yeah, it. Nope. You're telling me Alfred Pennyworth, this dude who is, I think is, is, is kind of offhandedly put and is like in the backlog somewhere where he's like a trained uh, Green Beret. He's the one who trains Batman how to fight. 
he helps him solve the cipher and everything else, and he sees a package for, marked for Bruce Wayne in the in the Riddler's handwriting and decides, oh, I'm just going to open it. And doesn't immediately go, I'm not he, touching this. I'm waiting for Bruce to get home, and we'll get some kind or of bat. bat throw bomb. the fucking, as soon as you see the letter that says fireproof, throw the fucking thing, you know? He did throw the thing, though. But he, he turned it over it. first and went, oh, shit, there's a bomb, then threw it. I think I would have been like, out of my hands right now. The, the package has the Riddler's handwriting on the front package. As soon as I saw that, I would have been like, I'm not touching this. I need. We're getting the bat the bat bomb squad in here and i'm i'm out of here i'm gonna go sit in the one of the 30 rooms we have here <laughs> i also gotta say i have an issue with them not being in the wayne mansion i don't like them being in a giant tower in the middle of the city i don't like that wait wait that way they're in a tower in the middle of the city are they yes is there no wayne manor in this the wayne manor was given away to be a orphanage where they go at one point in this movie every when they when they see the video where where he realized Bruce Wayne is a target when his dumb ass is running. I gotta go save Alfred, and he makes the phone call, and she's like, "It happened an hour ago." <laughs> That's Wayne Manor. I, I had I had a very good laugh because there there's a really weird scene where he he walks in, him and and Gordon walk in, and they they're watching the video of uh, Thomas Wayne running for mayor, and Gordon goes, "Oh my God, he's after Bruce Wayne," and you know you know Bruce goes, "Wait a minute, I'm Bruce Wayne." <laughs> Man, that it's... sucks for Bruce Swain. Oh shit, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's my alter personality. <laughs> it was just, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Like again, that he doesn't figure out any. And they call him the someone. Doesn't the Riddler call him the world's greatest detective, or somebody calls him that? The penguin. Mm-hmm. The penguin calls him both. Aren't you? Aren't you boys just smart? The world's greatest detectives. <laughs> it's really funny. It's completely untrue. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're fucking idiots. Yeah, they're they're kind of they're kind of stupid in this, but mm-hmm. it, it it works because it's it's barely year two. Yeah, I'm okay with that part. <laughs> it was fucking funny too. <laughs> oh, we we, one we um, another really thing is this about... where this where he fucks up with the with the Spanish or is that earlier? Because there's a part where he fucks up with the Spanish because he doesn't apparently know how to. I don't know Spanish myself, so I can't say much. But you think that you would have people who could you know read Spanish for you somewhere, you know, someone? <laughs> yeah. Where he needs a penguin to tell him. Well, he does fuck up. Yeah, but I feel like he shouldn't. Like there should have been someone behind the penguin that goes, "You guys stupid," and tells you know, and they figure out El Rata wasn't what they thought it was because they couldn't understand the syllables of L and of E L and I don't know Spanish. So I don't know. Ba- basically, it's a uh, U R. It's U R L Rata Alada, and I think what it is is there's masculine and feminine, and Rata Alada is feminine, so it would use La. You are law, yep. yeah, and L is more masculine, so you would use masculine. It would, yeah, so Spanish. Okay. That's correct. I wish I spoke Spanish. I just don't, unfortunately, know any language besides English. I do, too. I wish I knew Spanish. So that's, but I don't have any plan to learn another language, so <laughs> but I want to. Okay. I bet anyone that was Hispanic was like, come on, you idiot. <laughs> they got the joke right away. Probably. <laughs> but I did like that, how, you know, how he completely failing. And I have also kind of back to Riddler. I have never heard of the I've never heard of the actor Paul Dano. I don't think before, but he did a really good job. I think in this movie, so I do want to say that for him. I was not familiar with that. Paul Dano is one of those actors that is in a lot of like award movies. Like he's he's a good actor, and probably most notable for There Will Be Blood. Okay, I saw that. The uh, Paul Thomas Anderson Iron Epic. Uh, he was also in a Tom Cruise movie called Night and Day that I just watched for the first time the other day. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Paul Dano. 
I never saw that. Oh, yeah. He's like in Looper and Cowboys versus Aliens. He, I think he's one of the weird friends. Swiss in Army the, Man. He's in Swiss Army Man? Yeah. yeah. Hank, whoever Hank is. I watched that recently. Yeah, he's the not Daniel Radcliffe role in that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never seen any. Well, I've seen Looper, but I have no recollection of this guy in any of the movies that he's been in. So. Yeah, he was That's also he, in uh, Prisoners, playing oh. a very similar role in Prisoners. Never seen that either. Oh, Prisoners is so good. Directed by uh, Denny Villanueva. Oh, mwah, beautiful movie. Okay. Well, that was cool. I mean, I just I just had to I didn't mention it earlier when we talked about Riddler. So I want to make sure I double back and mention that. Yeah. Oh, no, I also want to complain cool. about the Batcave. I don't like the Batcave being in oh, the city. Man. I don't like it being an old subway tunnel. I think that defeats the purpose of it being hidden. It's not. I mean, yes, I get it. Like you have everything secured, but as a guy who like people get into things in the city, okay, somebody's going to get in those tunnels sooner or later, just because people are nosy. Batman two or three. <laughs> so I just didn't appreciate it being like how he he goes down the mo- down some stairs in the motorcycle, then kind of like you know goes down a tunnel. And he's in the back cave. Like it wasn't to me. It wasn't hidden enough. I want the waterfall freaking opening up thing. You know that's what I want. <laughs> well, so. see, that's the thing though. This isn't the bat cave. He's year two. Yeah, I like know. he doesn't have a bad cave. He has a bad basement <laughs> because he's not living in the manor. Because now that he knows that the manor's empty, not being used properly, he's mark my words. Movie two, Batman in the Batman two, he's gonna occupy Wayne Manor again, and you'll get your bad cave. Don't worry. Okay, that just bothered me, but again, minor issue. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was just something that I was like, hmm, hmm. Okay. so. One thing that I'm a little disappointed in this movie is that they backpedal on the Wayne, the Wayne parents being complete pieces of shit because they there's kind of a weird thing where they, they've been doing it more in comics now that I've been seeing where the Waynes actually were part of like the weird mafia stuff. And Gotham does that, too. Yeah. So, so does the, the Telltale Batman games do that as well. I like the idea of them not being the heroes you thought they were. I like yeah. the idea that Bru- that. Thomas Wayne made mistakes because, again, I'm pretty sure if you're in that type of power in order to get there, you're going to have to make friends with a criminal element of some sort with a city like Gotham, 100 percent. But even in real life, I think that happens more often than especially, you know, in the 70s and 80s, more often than we thought or know of. Yeah. Like JFK, for example, in the 60s. <laughs> but one of the it, and it's, it's a very interesting take because and I think it might have a little more interesting. Uh, towards uh, Bruce's psyche as well, that uh, his mom suffered from some kind of mental disorder and it was him trying to... Con- it was him trying to... Which is also a really weird way to, to try to blackmail someone. On running for mayor, did you know his wife used to be in a mental home? Okay, and? like it- Yeah. I mean... It also depends on what year this is supposed to take or like how people would view that. I mean, but... Yeah. 2000. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, there's still a stigmata see, with mental illness, though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just the fact that she was, you know, in Arkham, but that she also was an Arkham. OK, yeah. Like she was from the Arkham family. And that... that was from the comics. OK, that's what I was going to ask you. But it wasn't always from the comics. Like okay. that was a relatively new addition. OK, I was wondering about that. So thank you. And the coffee oh. off guard. I wasn't sure, but I, it, yeah. it's good to know that, that that's what it was going for in the movie. But I, I do say, I, I want to say back whenever we're talking about 
some point in this movie, I was actually really upset that the trailer spoiled the twist for the movie. And I was actually wrong about that, where Batman goes to confront the Riddler and he's like, you know, you, you've you've done so much to this city and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then the Riddler's like, oh, yeah, well, what about Bruce Wayne? Oh, if only, you know, Bruce Wayne. And you think that he knows and he goes, oh, we go, if only we had killed Bruce Wayne, everything would be fine. And you can, and which is why I'll give Robert Patterson the complete award for this movie. You actually see him like relax, like a, oh, thank God he doesn't know that I'm Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Like, there's, there's so many small things happening in everybody's performance in this movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, speaking of everybody's one scene, I mean, everyone does a good job in this movie. They, they, they really do. I mean, this was a very well acted movie. And I do want to talk about like with Zoe Kravitz and Catwoman. Like, there's a scene where she catches the guy who pretty much was involved with her friend getting murdered, Annika, and she kicks him off the roof. <laughs> and because she knows Batman, but she does it to save time because she needs time to get the Falcone to kill Falcone before Batman can stop her. And she lets Batman, you know, go and they save him. I thought that was a really that's a really powerful scene when he's playing when they're playing the cell phone recording and it's, you know, the murder being you know recorded. <laughs> I thought that was really yeah. good. You think the oh, dumbasses would have checked sick. her phone and been like, oh, shit, she made a phone call while we were killing her. Hmm. But, hey. What did you guys think of John Turturro as Carmine Falcone? Great. I think he did fantastic Great. in the role. I thought he was just a cute little old man until he wasn't <laughs> really quickly. But that works for Falcone. I mean, that, that work. works yeah. so well. So well. Like, it was mm. So good. Like this brought back memories of that uh, Johnny Depp movie, Secret Window. Never I don't know if you guys have seen, seen it. it. It's based on a Stephen King story. But John Turturro is super creepy and dangerous in that movie. And that's what this made me feel like. Like the, ah, oh, he's just an old guy. He's fine until he becomes one of the most chilling characters in this movie. <laughs> so. Uh, one 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 really weird issue that I have, and I was I was talking about it earlier, which I still have, is that you have, which also a really good scene, which they they need to use more in in Batman Batman media, where uh, Bruce knows he can't get away doing something as Batman, so he goes as Bruce Wayne to take care of the issue, and you have the whole scene where he goes to, he goes to Falcone, he tries to figure out what's going on, and Falcone's like, oh yeah, your dad paid me to kill some guy, and it physically makes me upset. That he goes to Alfred and is like pissed and he's like, why didn't you tell me my dad worked for the mob? And it's like, you're believing a criminal over the man who's raised you. Yes, but there's a lot of tension between them at, at this time. Like he makes that one comment. You're not my father. That child of stupidity. Like shit. Just, <laughs> you just see all the tension between these two characters in this movie. I mean, and I mean, and when, and when he does say that to Alfred, Alfred's in the freaking hospital from the bomb. <laughs> like that was also a real dick move, but I, I mean, I get it because you feel the criminal has no reason to lie to you. So why would he lie? I mean, he's not completely lying, but he's not completely telling the truth either. Well, you know, he's a criminal, so they don't generally tell the truth. They're not called upstanding citizens or do narcissists, <laughs> by the way. Nurses don't tell the truth either. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> truth fact, and you know, I I really do think that this that it works well in this movie with the interplay between bruce and alfred i really do i know that you're not a fan fine whatever i disagree strongly because it's much better happening here at the beginning of the trilogy than it was in dark knight rises yeah what's that i never I heard of that movie. like it's not mm, 
Look, it's not a bad movie. It's really not. There were some things I disagree with. We'll get there when we talk about it on the podcast. Someday, yes. Yeah, I love Anne Hathaway in that movie. Yep. I don't remember that movie at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> I only saw it once, and that was enough for me. So. And I think this movie is one of those things where you truly do realize, yes, you need a good Batman. But more than anything, a good Batman needs to have better Batman villains. The villain performance in any Batman movie needs to be better than Batman because that's what it is. That's what a Batman story is. The focus is the villains and what they bring out in Batman. And that is where this movie shines. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked about the murder with the, the bomb. I think is that the one that gives him the thing about with the guy who he puts the bomber, the DA puts the bomber on his neck. Yes. Oh, you mean the saw the saw two <laughs> murder? Yes. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Where the, you know he's like, "You play, we'll play. You have three riddles to answer in two minutes." And it was all set up for him to admit who the rat was. And he's like, "If I say it, they'll kill my family." So he just. And what I didn't understand is why Batman just stands there and doesn't get the fuck away from the bomb. He's helping him. He's not way. Batman. But he's in the bat suit. He's Batman. He's oh, Batman. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, he is. Batman, he's Batman, Batman, but he doesn't. He just stands there and takes the bomb. I can't believe that whole interaction was being streamed on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, and nobody banned. Oh, you know why? Because nobody was in a hot tub. <laughs> yep. As long, hey, long as not in a hot tub, it's okay. That's we good. don't want anyone seeing boobies by accident. Yes. They can see murders, they can see beheadings, but no boobies. It's gonna, it's gonna corrupt the the children. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, video games are what make people kill people, not the guns, not the, not media in general. It's it's the video games. So. <laughs> Like one thing that I was really happy about is that you they killed the DA, so that totally <laughs> leaves room for another DA to come in. But will he have two guns when he comes in? Do you think? I don't think so because okay. I think making him two faced would be a very big disservice to this franchise at this point. They won't. I mean, at least not in the next movie. They might. They might even stay away from that. To be honest, I feel. I, hope so. I think they should just let Harvey Dent be Harvey Dent. I. I wouldn't be surprised if they pull a Spider-Man with this where we get three movies and then they greenlight it for three more movies. I kind of hope they do, honestly, because I this world of Batman, it feels right. This Batman feels right. Christopher Nolan's Batman. Like, come on. I know Chicago. I've been to Chicago. That's not Gotham City. That's fucking Chicago. Don't lie to me. <laughs> and while this movie was shot in parts in Chicago. The scene where he hits the truck and the wingsuit <laughs> was actually shot on the same street that uh, the Joker was daring Batman to hit him right in front of the Chicago Trade Exchange. That's cool. It didn't feel like Chicago at all. It felt like Gotham City, in my opinion. Just the way they shot it, the way they added things to the urban environment. It just it really worked to create Gotham as its own character, okay. which does open the door. Unfortunately, <laughs> fucking Court of Owls. Why don't you want to see Court of Owls? I don't want to see Court of Owls because Gotham Knights is going to be dealing with Court of Owls, both the game and the misguided CW show. <laughs> like oh, everybody man. knows the Court of Owls. I don't want to see the Court of Owls. I want to see, you know, smaller things get their shot. You know, there's a, a, 
a slide where, you know, there's a journalist, the journalist that Falcone kills, his last name is Elliot. And there's a big thing on there that says hush. And everybody was like, ooh, ooh, it's going to be hush. And I don't want to see hush in a goddamn live action Batman movie right now. He already said that it won't be that. That is not the same guy. That is not anything to do with it. He said it was a joke. Thank Christ. So that's Fine. not. I wouldn't mind a Hush movie. I'd see a Hush movie. It requires too much backstory, though. But, like, I mean, you can't do your second movie. You need to build up to it here and there. It's got to be like the fifth movie because you yeah, have to spend time with Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it, you, you have to. I mean, I agree with what Joe said. I would like to see this turn into a six movie series. Do I see him doing six movies? No, but I would like that Damn. because it just takes too long to make that many movies. Like, I don't believe we're going to get six Spider-Man movies. I believe we're going to get four to five, then it will be done. If we even get, we're going to get four Peter Parker Spider-Mans, and then we're going to get Miles Morales. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm fine with that too. But I just, I don't know. I mean, let's see. Robert Pattinson, well, he's 36, so he's still young enough to do more movies. But it also depends how long they take to crank them out, you know. And it depends on if DC gets some crazy fucking idea, like, hey, you know, why don't we make more Batman movies that connect to our wonderful universe, like other stuff that they do that just is stupid because it's fucking they're idiots. I have no respect for DC corporate, the movie <laughs> part of it. No respect at all. Well, there's been huge shakeups over in Warner Brothers the past couple of weeks. So, yeah, maybe there's hope. I just uh, I mean, plus, we would need to get the next Batman movie like soon. They would need to get they would need to crank that out in the next two years, in my opinion. They we're going to see it in the next two years. Hard bet. Okay, I hope so, because if you're going to do like you, you need to get them out so you can keep going, not just I mean, if you're taking, you know, three, four years to make a movie, you're not going to end up seeing more than three. So, yeah, no, we're going to it's going to happen. I'll put money on it. <laughs> my favorite part about uh, Gotham Knights is I showed my husband and we all know, you know, most of our spouses don't don't like Batman. But uh, I showed uh, I showed my uh, my husband that and he goes, this is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen. Come out of Batman. <laughs> And I'm like, you don't even like Batman. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you talking about the the show Gotham Knights? The show Gotham Knights, yeah. I actually like that trailer. I hate it. So stupid. I was like, I, oh, this looks interesting. I love Batman. We know this. You know, there's a reason I'm on almost every Batman episode. You're on when every I Batman watch episode Gotham Knights. We started recording together, yes. <laughs> yeah. When I saw that Gotham Knights trailer, I too said, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. So am I the only one when that said, this I, is interesting? Uh, I'm yeah, not lying probably. either. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. <sighs> it's interesting, but it's also stupid. <laughs> I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. Oh, and another like comic Easter egg thing. The, the kid in the very early gang scene with only half his face painted also plays Tim Drake in the Titan show. Is what oh, cool. the internet told me. Yep, that is true. So... This movie, I feel, does tease uh, two two villains, possibly. I think one of them might have been confirmed. I'm not actually 100% sure. Uh, one, which has been throughout the entire top talking part of the movie, does anyone else feel like Drops is just like a Scarecrow thing? Like that could just be Fear Toxin? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't I, take it that way, but I also can see where it could be. I only take it because like whenever it shows that, which is a weird thing to have, you see that guy running around in the the drop mask. He he kind of looks like Scarecrow. I'm not and saying that he's wearing the same kind of coat that Robert Pattinson wore in, in Good Time, but okay. Oh, weird. 
Okay, I didn't take it that way. I took it as just they just had to come up with a drug that wasn't heroin. That's heroin. Yeah, movie drug. That's fine. But there is a weird, like, interesting fan theory that the vial Batman injects into his leg is Titan. Uh, fan theory, my ass. It's fucking green. It's goddamn Titan. Was they, they called Venom, not Titan? Venom, Venom, yeah. Venom, yeah, yeah. Titan is the one Venom. in Arkham series only. Play that Arkham yeah. series. That's, that's why. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's Venom. Yeah, that's all. I'm pretty positive. Positive too. Any other scenes you want to touch on me, or should we go to the last scene area after the flooding? Anything else we missed? That um, we mention? I do want to point out Detective Batman in this. Okay. Let's- like after he rips up the carpet at the Riddler's apartment and he's actually putting the clues together. Like I, I love a detective Batman. I'm glad I finally got detective Batman in a movie. I've wanted it for so very long now. And that may or may not be part of the reason why I think this is the best Batman movie since Michael Keaton, because we actually have him being a detective. <laughs> <laughs> not a very good one, but yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm okay with it. You're too Batman. It's fine. I raise your detective Batman and I bring up my favorite side character of the movie Martinez. Yes. I, I like how you can tell that guy is a, he, he's slowly getting softer with Batman around. Cause in the, in the first scene, I believe he's the one who straight up tells Gordon, like, why is he even here? He's not supposed to be here. And then it goes to him yeah, kind of so, help. What's okay. I was just going to say, yeah, he's the one that's like, you can't bring him in here. This is a police action. Yeah. And he's and the one then, that tells him the clue about the carpeting thing near the end of the movie. Yeah, and they're and they're going they have a little back and forth, and I, I really like that. I really like that they're, they you know the the police do eventually do like you know come to terms with Batman being there and end up you know trying to help him as much as they help him. Oh, and like the whole thing when he does finally get Falcone, when he realizes Falcone is the rat, and the whole clue was bring him out into the light, and he grabs him and he brings him out right into the light of the streetlight, and that's when he shoots him. Like that whole scene when he's like bring him into the light and. The fact that Riddler's just sitting there in the apartment, still looking out after the shot until they see him, and then he pulls back in. Like, anybody who was going to commit a murder like that, one, your lights would be off in your apartment. You would not have it (laughs) obvious that your gun is sticking out the window. You would not be standing there. Your gun would go off and then slowly slip away, and you'd be gone. And it wouldn't be your apartment. It would be somewhere else. (laughs) You know, like, I thought that was good, though. If getting away with it was ever part of the plan. No, I know. I know it wasn't. So I'm not like, I get it. But. I think they should have they should have picked on it. Like right after he makes that shot and kills Falcone, he runs down the fire escape and sits in a diner and wait. <laughs> and I like when they catch him. He's like, but I ordered I, I ordered a slice of pumpkin pie. I really did get a kick out of that. He, he's also very excited to get captured. And I don't like his O face. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, I found all that humorous, by the way. <laughs> I found it all really humorous. I thought it was good. And then, and then, then he go. Then his Batman does go to Arkham, and that's when you have the whole talk with Riddler, where he, where he kind of, where he does say Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, and does all that dumb shit. Right? And then is that when he realizes that I think he makes a comment like "You're an idiot," like you didn't realize what I'm actually up to or something. I think. Yeah. Okay. That stuff was good too. Yeah, and you know, I'll be honest. If this Riddler returns, I won't be terribly upset. Oh. Yeah, that that's one thing that that really like a lot of old 90s movies like the Spider-Man movies, too, and pretty much everything early Marvel. Um, I also like about this movie that they don't like same thing with Cat Catwoman. They don't reveal Bruce's Batman. They don't kill off any of their villains besides Falcone, which is fine. Falcone never lasts that long anyways. They don't <laughs> kill off their they, they don't have the whole segment where 
the bad guy realizes the superhero's secret identity, and then he has to die because we can't have anyone knowing. Yeah, I'm I'm glad about that. I'm I mean that's kind of a newer thing too in movies where comic book movies realize killing off the character, killing off your villains is a bad idea, so they stop doing it as much. Mm-hmm. Which I'm okay with. We've done it. We've done it too much in history. Not a lot. It's less now. Now you just arrest them. <laughs> Which is why comic books work because they just break out of jail over and over again. Mm-hmm. No, I, I thought that I'm fine with it. I thought that scene is really good when he does come back to the house, to the building. He's like. You know, and he realizes and he sees the map under the carpeting and realizes that the whole plan was to blow up the seawall. Did Gotham ever have a seawall in anything else or is this exclusive to this movie? Because I don't remember the seawall. I do know Gotham's an island because they always make a joke in like every movie where all you have to do is blow up every fucking bridge and then Gotham is just doomed. Is there a certain movie that comes to mind when you think of that? Movie? No. Comic book? Yes. (laughs) Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. No. I don't I don't care about that. Uh, I was thinking of No Man's Land, which is a great comic book series series because it is like four volumes, almost a thousand pages of an earthquake devastating Gotham City and the federal government saying, fuck you, you're on your own. Bye. (laughs) Sounds very realistic, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I do need to read that one day with you. I know it will be. It'd be like a combo episode of multiple episodes, I think. So, oh yeah, because there's four volume. That might be four episodes we have to record. Mm-hmm. You know, I got time. So if you want to do it, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Okay, because I'm not busy right now. So, <laughs> one, four, um, five. Oh, and then we're like, going to talk about that last scene. Almost. Um, I also have another thing to say. Just like that whole. I, I love the idea where he's. He's like, shit, they're going to blow up the seawall. And right as he figures it out, the seawall blows up. (laughs) (laughs) Because when he saw Riddler, it was like, catching me was not, you didn't win. I already have a whole plan in place. He's like, what? And that's when he rushes back. Like, I love this, that he's late to save Alfred. He's late to stop the seawall. He loses in this movie. And I think that's what's so cool, that Riddler wins. Nothing Batman does affects the Riddler's plans, like I said at the beginning of the podcast. But you know what? It works for this movie, and I'll probably get to it at the right beginning. I love, are we, are we good with the, him going to go like to, was it, where, where are they at the middle of the city? Yes, we're good. Okay. And yeah. that, I, I want to say it's a very good moment where he, you know, you have everyone freaking out. No one knows what to do. Catwoman's trying to get out of the city and you have it to where, you know, the new mayor, I can't remember her name still. That's fine. <laughs> walks out and she sees Bella the guys. Real. Bella Real steps out <laughs> and sees the guys. And she gets shot, and then Gordon's looking, and you think they're taking pot shots at them. And that's also why I think no one really gets killed, because when they're taking pot shots and he looks up and not taking shots at them, they're shooting at something else. And you have the very amazing the bat drop into the fight scene of him fighting all the ironically Riddler goons. Yeah, that's a good that's a good scene. And we're gonna probably get a little political, so you have been warned, but it fits where I'm going with this. Oh, that's Batman. Yeah, but this is like the whole idea with Riddler and these goons is that you have somebody who is a is a nut job. I mean, I can understand where people agree with Riddler because the whole idea is that the people that are in power in the city are taking the fund that was designed to help the poor and using it to fund themselves. Like that's what Falcone was doing. That's what all the people in power were doing, which, again, was a very big reference to me of Jimmy Hoffa. And the Teamster funds for retirement, where they were just using that yep. fund that nobody was keeping track of. That that's how I read this. Oh, okay. 
I'm assuming that's what he was going 100%. for too, because this this reeked of the teamsters and Jimmy Hoffa that that story. So for a real life event, and that's how you know. And you have the rat, you have everything like that. Like you know, Hoffa was a rat, and where would Hoffa go? Where is he? Nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> so, knows. <laughs> that whole idea of like, yeah, mafia gets rid of you. So that's how I kind of took it. Like when you know, when the DA won't say you know, who it is or what's going on because he knows what will happen to him. You know, he'd just rather blow up and die. Like that whole idea. So that's that's what I did. But like when it comes to the the psychopaths, the way that I took it is you had people who were fringe who probably might have been again, this is just me opinionating, you know, white supremacists, but it's just kind of people who are gun nut, who are the kind of people who wanted to do mass shooters, you know, who wanted to go blow up something, wanted to go kill people, and this gives them an excuse, this gives them a motive, this gives them a reason in quotations for what they're doing, and that's how I took it. I took it as that was it was supposed to represent that element of because there are people out there who are like, oh, the government's evil, unless it's, you know, even though they were, you know, you had people that were like that, that were also saying people that were, you know, for a certain party or drive around with big flags in their truck. That's how I, that's how I took these people, people you'd see riding around with a with a certain blue flag on their, you know, that says 2020 on their truck, even though it's 2022. I took it as those kind of people would have been the ones that were in this house. <laughs> and yes, I'm being a little, mm-hmm. but that's how I took it. I mean, I'm not, yes, I'm democratic, but it was more of just the fact that I feel like it would have to be someone that's very loud mouth on the internet, loud mouth who they are. And, and they're the people that are extremist enough. Like those very small amount of people who were then doing this. You're not wrong. That's how I took it personally. Again, I'm opinionated. It's just, that was my opinion of how I saw it. Cause they just, and again, I mean, I, I, you don't really see them, but I'm assuming that all the actors in the costume were all white guys. You know, I bet you, if you would, you know, they were in that, in that, I feel like that would have been what they were going for. Cause the one guy you see on mass is a white guy. I mean, and it could be oh, just and but I'm pretty sure that was absolutely the intent and the result. And even though we don't see anybody else unmasked, I'm willing to believe that's exactly what it is. It is catering to the easily manipulated, already, you know, militarized and radicalized uh, yeah, members right. of society that lurk in certain internet places like 4chan and the darker <laughs> spots on reddit and i like that that's what that's the kind of story it's going for i thought that was really cool so yeah any comment that you had joe or i yeah i i completely agree with both of you it, it's very well one of the things that is, is it shows what it is when when batman amassed the the guy that he was completely wailing on uh full of uh <laughs> venom because he was full of venom is that's the guy that he sees earlier at the funeral when he yes. makes a he makes a snide remark to him. I forgot what it was. But how the rich don't care. Yeah. yeah. And and it it's it really rolls into this one thing that which is where I, I very much am in love with this movie because of the message of what it is at the end of the day, is they ask this guy who he is and he goes, Well, I'm vengeance. And mm-hmm. where you you, you kind of get, you know, Batman's thing of, oh, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> and I I did I, I, I also one of the things that I took back from this movie too. I did not at first. I did not like the scene where Batman runs out to the power cable and he cuts it and he falls in the water. I didn't like it originally because I thought it was way too long and way too drawn out. But watching it a second time after knowing what happens throughout the movie, I I got it and it's actually a very I think like it's a very good scene because basically what it is is it's. Bruce coming to terms with he can't keep doing what he's doing. There's people down below who need help. A lot of these guys, which is also mentioned earlier too, you know, the Riddler thought that him and Batman were partners. And uh, I like that. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. can't, 
he can't keep doing what he's doing. He's got to start changing his ways. And him him cutting the line is him cutting himself off of what he used to be. And, you know, the kind of some kind of weird baptismal metaphor, probably, or whatever, of him coming out of the water and going, I need to help these people who are in trouble. Okay, that's yes. a very cool way to look at it. It, it makes is, sense. This whole movie is a story of Bruce Wayne not being vengeance anymore and becoming <laughs> the Batman that the public needs, not the vengeance that he needs. Mm-hmm. It's a it's really kind of metaphor heavy for a Batman movie, but I appreciate that they, you know, took the steps to actually make this a more I don't want to say more intelligent Batman because I don't want to sound like that asshole, but they made a more intelligent Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different, a very different take on Batman. It's some, I, I would even say this is more realistic than the dark Knight movies because I mean, like you see, like there's one part we didn't mention, but there's a very small part where he, you, you see him that he's burning through his money. He's where Alfred, he makes comments like you need to go to dude, you need to go to these things. You need to worry about your companies. Like, I don't care about anything. Like, you're going to run out of money, buddy. Like you're rich, but eventually money's going to run out. Like, it's a very different. And the idea that it's really just him and Alfred working on everything. There is nobody else. It's not like he's taking Wayne technology and then using it like in dark in like the Christian Bale movies. Like, it's a very different take and it works well. And I'm ex- I'm really excited to see what happens in the next movie. Me too. And I also like. I, I want to talk a little bit about like that part where when he injects himself with the venom, like out of nowhere, he just has because he got shot up. He's injured out of nowhere. He pulls out this green, this green, you know, slime and then injects himself. And yeah, that was very, very unexpected, but very good. <laughs> I did not see that coming. So, and I like this idea that he was up to other stuff and it was cool. And the fact like he can pretty much sacrifice himself when he cuts that rope and falls into the water and you see him leading people with a flare. But I just like the idea that he really fucked up. Like having, the fact that the walls flooded, like Riddler wins in this movie. Yep. Riddler completely wins. That's all I took it. R- you know, he flooded the fucking city like that, that those issues are not going to go away overnight. Those issues are going to last for years. Like it's going to take a oh, while yeah. to clean up that flooding. It's going to take a while to get things in order again. This is, this is not over. And I, and I like that a lot. Is the uh is the mayor's the the dead mayor's kid the one that the first one that comes out whenever he reaches his hand out from the people higher underneath the rubble? I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I didn't pay attention for that either, honestly. But could be. Uh, I could buy it. Yeah, I I do think that out of everything in this movie, the the final dialogue is really really well, and I think like a it's a really good it's a really good scene on the way it's cut where. Batman's putting a woman in, a, in the, the hello carrier carrying her away and she she doesn't want to go because she's freaked out and she holds on to him. And it's it's you can tell he's not used to that feeling, but it's it's a very, very good, like showing of this is a start of he's starting to do good. Yeah. OK, that's a good way to put it. I do like the style of Batman. And listen, I, I do want to watch that ending again because I didn't watch it en- enough because my first play, my first watch of this movie wasn't the best. <laughs> so it's definitely gonna rewatch. I, I got to the round that end part and I had to turn it off because I had to record because <laughs> it's a fucking three hour long movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it is good. Like when you see him, you know, after, after the mayor gets shot and then he breaks the windows and like blows everything up and jumps down on the guys and they're taking him out. They're trying to take him out with shotguns and everything. All that was really well done. Mm-hmm. And I do like the relationship with him and Catwoman. Like there's one point when they kiss in this movie and it it felt deserved and good. <laughs> I like that. I actually did. I thought it was like, okay, this makes sense. I feel like it was him, her using him in a way, but it still worked. 
because I think she's I, I, I think that character is so intelligent in this movie. Like she knows exactly what she's doing and how to use men. So I like that. <laughs> oh, and I do. I, I have to say I also have to say that that her outfit when she goes into the Club Zero with the wig, the, the long haired wig is just mm, just great. <laughs> it was freaking, yeah, it was sexy as hell. So. <laughs> so that's what I have to say. And oh, and like with everything with the flooding, like just the fact that Riddler wins, like I am excited to see where the next like you were saying, Ken, where the next movie goes, because you they're definitely going to play off that. So I'm excited to see. Oh, this is supposed to come out in 2021. I forgot about that. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. Well, the city's flooded. I mean, maybe some kind of crocodile man could be, you know, swimming around in the depths of the water. Who knows? That'd be interesting. It'd be different. Hmm. How do you guys feel about the weird, which we which we, you know, we we talk about it a lot. We talked about it earlier. The weird, like, Joker tease at the end of the movie. <sighs> like, it's not that I hate the Joker. Wait, it really Joker? isn't. I don't hate the Joker. I'm just tired of the Joker. But if you're going to have the Joker, you know, they never called him the Joker. Never said it. But yeah. come on, who the hell else is going to laugh a lot like that? Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, you know, it's a, you know, it's going to be the Joker, but it's a, it's before he becomes the Joker, essentially. Or he's already yeah. the Joker. I mean, he is he is an Arkham. And with that cut scene that I want to dig a little bit into, because I really like the way it's filmed. He he's a, he's a known villain. He's been doing things he's supposed to, and uh, you never really get a good look at him. And when you do, he is fucking disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a birth defect, not you know. Oh, did I ever tell you how I got these scars? My or father. falling in like fucking acid? It's a birth <laughs> defect. Did they my confirm that? Took a razor blade and he put it in my mouth and yeah. he said. Now, and he switches around back and forth, and now you can smile. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, it was confirmed that uh, this particular Joker looks the way he does because of a birth defect. I like that. Interesting. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I under any, I mean, especially if you're doing some big Batman movie, you're going to have to have the Joker involved at some point because one, people expect it, and two, the Joker movie made a billion dollars. We're going to see Joker in every single Batman thing until D- until DC stops that print and press stops, because <laughs> I mean, Joker made, you know, that movie, the Joker movie, for example, didn't cost a whole lot, and made, you know, more money than anything that they've done. I mean, yeah, we're going to see Joker in everything because of that. We already do, but it just made it more. And if I may, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned it to you a while back or maybe earlier. Can you have you heard of Batman Unmasked? I'm going to take that no. sound. <laughs> There is a, if you look it up, there is a podcast, like, play? I don't know how, how y'all would call it, how it's called, but you know how they have, like, podcasts, but it's it's people acting and yes. stuff like that? Oh, like the old radio dramas. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a podcast drama, I guess we'll call it. It's, it's called on, Unmasked on Apple yeah. Podcasts. It's on Spotify, too. Okay. Hands down, probably one of my favorite not mainstream media Batman I've heard in a long while, without giving too much of it away. Oh, no. It's sorry. It's Batman unburied, unmasked. Just Un- some unburied. random podcast. That okay, my up. bad. Yeah, it's it's unburied. I I, I want to get it right because I I highly recommend it because it's uh it's really good. You have people who you wouldn't think would be good Batman characters, but they are. Lance Reddick is Thomas Wayne, and Gina Rodriguez is Barbara Gordon. You have Ashley Birch as Vicky Vale, which Mike you just played Life is Strange. So and you have 
you have Winston Duke as, as Bruce Wayne. And as soon as you hear him go full Batman, it's probably like top Batman voices I've ever heard, which is saying a lot. Okay. Okay. See, I like Winston Duke. So yeah. I, would I just can't. Definitely. For podcasts, I got to have my bullshit idiot people speaking like, you know, like what I do. I need. Yeah, that. I don't want I don't want anything else. I don't want professionals. I want some guy recording out of his basement. That's what I want. Thank you for calling me a bullshit idiot. I appreciate it. <laughs> we all are. We're on a podcast. That's, oh, never. I also do crack up when anything makes podcast jokes, by the way. I love that in, in other media. Like I was playing. I'll, I ever I said this months ago <laughs> or a month ago in recording, but I was playing Life and Strange, and there's one point where she makes a comment. She's like, what do you want me to do? Start a podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! <laughs> so, and that came out like 2015, so I really appreciate that, Joe. But, yeah. That's all I got for that. <laughs> I'm lost track of where we were. More than the movie. The movie's been over, so... <laughs> okay, it's just... Yeah. It's... I, I am very excited for a sequel. I'm very excited to see where they go with the flooding. Like, you see the penguin looking out at the flooding. I mean... The city is screwed, and you think about how many people die because of this. Because you I know, I mean, a lot of people were killed in that flooding. You know it. I'm hoping for Mr. Freeze, too. I want another Mr. Freeze. Mm, I don't know if that could work in live action. You make him a serial killer who freezes his, freezes his victims. I'd go for that. Okay. Yeah. Instead, of, instead of a guy in a big, you know, frost gun suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not the villains I want. I mean, I have certain villains I want to see next. I mean, I kind of want to see Bane. I want to see the Arkham version of Bane. Oh, yeah, I'd be down for Bane. Just not. I don't ever want to see the Batman and Robin version of Bane again. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, speaking as somebody who absolutely loved what Tom Hardy did for his Bane. (laughs) I would like to see Bane here. I didn't. I forgot that movie. I forgot Bane was in that movie when I said that sentence, by the way. He's barely in It wasn't even in my head at all when I thought I thought Bane was only in Batman and Robin. Oh, I was right. Bane only is in Batman and Robin. That's not Bane. In Dark Knight Rises, that's just a guy, a guy with a mask on. Nope. Uh, I disagree, but whatever. (laughs) I know. I will die on that hill, so. But he's Bane. You must love Bane. Arkham. I love Arkham Bane. I've seen him too many times. I like Arkham Bane. Is Bane in Arkham Knight? I'm assuming he is. Yes. Uh, Yes? Is he in Arkham Knight? Yes. Oh, you know what? Yeah, he is. You're right. He is. I'm actually about to start that soonish because we're talking about that. Well, you might already heard depending on when this. I can't remember when this comes out. So <laughs> on schedule. So, but you will um, hear that at some point. I I really hope that I as much as I do like supernatural villains, this Batman movie does kind of have a nor as to it. I kind of hope that they don't ramp it up to be too weird, especially because I'm you know the last time we got we were the first time we got we were with Batman. You you know you get a you get a Titan Joker. So. <laughs> But I, I am hoping we do step away from Joker and Two-Face. I wouldn't mind also maybe even having a... Well, I just had his brain in my head, and I can't think of him now. The psychiatrist. Hugo Strange? Hugo Strange. I'd love to see a Hugo Strange movie. Yes! Uh, uh, I could see us getting there. Doubt will ever... I, I want to say we could, and that'd be pretty good for a sequel to, to, to bump him up, but I don't think we'll ever get like a League of Shadows movie. In the League of Shadows in this movie series. Uh, I mean, if they go six, I could, I would say yes. Yeah, if they go six. That's how you start off uh, you know, Batman 4. I think Hugo Strange is your third Batman movie. Hugo breaks out the Joker and all the other villains, and we have like a weird Batman versus Sinister Six kind of thing. No. Here you go. Here you go. Here it is. Okay, so this movie was based 
basically all about Bruce Wayne actually becoming Batman. Mm-hmm. And then you have him live and start to, you know, all right, I am doing good as Batman doing this in the second movie. And the third movie of Hugo Strange come in and tear it all, all down. That's your trilogy. And you know what? And you start the fourth movie of him going to the League of Shadows to re-become Batman. I could see it. Again, I don't think we're going to get six movies. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I again, I wouldn't be upset. Even though I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie, I wouldn't be upset. Everyone carbon date this mo- this podcast, so if we call it, we call it. <laughs> this is being recorded on June 8th. Realistically, you know what I want to see in the next movie? I want Mad Hatter. Ooh, that's different. Yeah, yeah it's different. Ken, yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, like it's it's it'd be different. Nobody's done it in the movies. They did it in Batwoman. Did they? Yeah, the the main villain for ah, Batwoman fuck. is uh isn't Mad Hatter. It's Alice, but she's basically just Mad Hatter. Ah, damn it! Never mind. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. There you go. Clock King. Let <laughs> me have Clock King. No, that no, was no. one of the best episodes of the animated series. No, no, I want a hyper re- hyper hyper violent Condiment King. You just see a guy. Like, <laughs> you just see a guy. Batman walks up and he's just been like imploded with mayonnaise. Yeah, it's Not mayonnaise. Okay. <laughs> we, did get, we, got condom, we got Condiment King in a, in a movie. It wasn't live action, but he was in a movie. It's also on the Harley Quinn show that you still haven't fucking watched, Mike. Oh, I watched yeah. Harley Quinn show. I watched both yeah. seasons. I love I love oh. Condiment King in that one because I love Kite Man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, any last thing we should say about this movie before we go on to shelf stacker box? I'll take that as I a no. I said everything. I yeah, we covered say. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we covered all the big scenes that we wanted to cover. All right, Joe, why don't you go first? Shelf stacker box. <laughs> why, why do you even bother asking? Because <laughs> I have this, to. This, I know. This is the shelf. I completely love this movie. I can't. I, there's two more spots left over for the trilogy. I, I do hope. I'm still holding out for a black, white, and red version of this movie, but at some point, I do need to buy this movie physically, along with the Spider-Man trilogy. Okay. What about you, Ken? Oh, gee, you know, I've been kind of going back and forth (laughs) on this one. It's totally going on the shelf. Is there a higher shelf that I could put it on? Because that's where it's going. Uh, Seriously, I meant it when I said it. This is probably... My favorite Batman since the original Michael Keaton ones that Tim Burton directed. Everything just lined up here for me, and I love it. I've seen it, no lie, a dozen times since I saw it in the theater. Okay, and I'll go last. I originally, before I watched it the second the second halftime where I got through most of the movie, this would have been in the box. <laughs> but after re-watching it, my opinion has changed. This would go in the stack. I enjoyed it, but it just wasn't for me. I mean, it's a very good movie. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to say, oh, what a gar It wasn't garbage at all. It's a very, very good film. It just, it didn't hit right for me. It didn't hit the way I wanted it to. I did have fun. I did enjoy it. But again, it's, I wish I would have saw it in theaters, but it's going to go in the stack. And But I will gladly, I think I, the next one, the next time one comes out, I will make myself go see it in theaters when the sequel of this movie comes out. All right. Yeah, that's what I have to say. Good. So, I think, and if you want to hear more Batman, as I say every time, we have other Batman episodes. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of Batman, and depending on the time you hear this, there will be more than what I mentioned. So, because I'm sure other Batman, other Batman episodes will be out by the time. But to start with it, Batman Year One, Film Thirty, Batman Arkham Origins DLC, Cold Cold Heart Mini Nineteen, Batman Under the Red Hood, Film Twenty Eight, 
Batman War of Jokes and Riddles, Comic 35, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate, Episode 159, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, Film 23, Batman Court of Owls, Comic 33, Batman Haunted Night, Comic 32, Batman Arkham Origins, Episode 139, Batman Master Phantasm, Film 18, Batman Arkham City DLC, Harley Quinn's Revenge, Mini 13, Batman Arkham City, Episode 118, Batman Arkham City Comic 24, Batman The Killing Joke, Comic 22, Batman Arkham Asylum, Episode 97, Batman The Long Halloween, Comic 17, Batman Death of the Family, Comic 8, Batman Hush, Comic 3, and then Batman The Genesis Game, Episode 3. That's all the Batman so far. And the funny thing is, there's still Batman in there that's not been released yet that's already been recorded. <laughs> so, <laughs> Batman Assault and Arkham, but that'll be out in July, which is, this is, this, this, when you're hearing this, this should be August 11th, if my plan didn't change. So, <laughs> I record stuff way in advance. <laughs> all right. And thank you both, you guys, for, for for having us do this. I am glad that you guys made me watch this movie, because I wouldn't have watched it otherwise unless you would have made me. So, <laughs> yeah, appreciate Well, good. It. At least I've done something good today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to help out the show, we do have a Patreon. For a little dollar, you can go vote in our Patreon poll. We Each month, we do four different options. You get to affect a movie or show or something that we will cover on this on the show. So go do that. And it, just a dollar and helps out helps me out. And also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube, audio only, but we are there. So you'd rather get your podcast that way. And other thing I need to say is want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Health Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok. She made our music. And also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me, started his own podcast called A Gamer Looks at 40, which is he interviews people to talk about how games affected their life and really get, gets into more nitty-gritty about video games and isn't just three pe- people ranting about something they liked or didn't like. So, But it's a very good show. Definitely check him out. <laughs> and I'm also on it pl- plenty of times. And if you want to support... And if, you wanna, and if you can't find what you're looking for, this show on Pod on Pod, Spotify or iTunes, everything is on Podbean or some of the other podcast catchers because there's over 350 episodes of this show at the time or more than that by the time, time you're hearing this. So, yeah, there's a lot of episodes. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody.